I'm not crazy, I'm just a little unwell. I know right now you can't tell, but stay a while, maybe then you'll see a different side of me. I'm not crazy, I'm just a little impaired. I know right now you don't care, but soon enough you're gonna think of me and how I used to be. Me talking to myself in public. Dodging glances on the train I know I know they've all been talking about me I can hear them whisper And it makes me feel like Must be something wrong With me Out of all I was thinking Somehow I've lost my mind Boom Welcome back to the A Stars Born podcast. I'm your host, Chris Arneson, and this is a very exciting episode of A Stars Born. It's the fifth episode, and we're going to be talking about Aubrey Plaza. Now, before we get into Aubrey Plaza's career, let me make a little connection for you. Something I forgot to talk about last week. Actually, before we even do that, let's do some plugs. Let me tell you who I am. My name is Chris Arneson. I'm an author from Pullman, Washington. Well, originally from Bothell, Washington. But I live in Pullman right now. Um, Sunday afternoon right now, about 3 o'clock. It's been snowing lately all day, but uh, not really sticking. But we, we have a bunch of snow on the ground anyway right now. So that's not a problem. We got enough snow already. Looks like uh, Game of Thrones out there. And winter is coming. Winter is already here. It's been here for the past long while. But anyway, I'm an author. And I have a couple books on Amazon. First one is called Sponge Cake, a mostly made-up story about a completely insane town. And the second is What's in the Fridge. So, Sponge Cake is a uh, fiction. It's a novel. Um, it's centered around a middle school bake sale. And it's it's a fun, it's just a fun book. And um, I think you should uh, go check it out if you like fiction. Um, give it some reviews on Amazon. Pick it up on Kindle. If you have a Kindle, it's only two ninety nine. And What's in the Fridge is... It's motivational, inspirational, spiritual, self-help, and also some pop culture and short stories and some of that fun stuff too as well. So get that if you're interested in that. Um, you can get that in Kindle as well. So those are both on Amazon. Just search my name on Amazon. And I also have a blog. It's called thegoat1.blogspot.com. So I write a about a lot of fun stuff on that. Go there, go there, visit, visit. I welcome you. Uh, follow me on Twitter at ChrisTheAuthor8. Follow me on Instagram at ChrisArneson8. And check out my website, ChrisTheAuthor.com. So, now that we've got those plugs out of the way, let me tell you what this week's episode can be all about. So, 
we chose Aubrey Plaza as the uh, person we're talking about, as the entertainer, actor, actress we're talking about. And she happens to be from Delaware. Now, in last episode of A Star is Born, Paul Rudd, I talked about the East Coast baseball trip from 2008 that I went on with my dad, uncle, and cousin. And I forgot to mention... We actually went to, a fun part of that trip was, uh, we went to the highest point in Delaware. So, <laughs> guess how high the highest point in Delaware is? It was about 450 feet. It was in the middle of a neighborhood. So, <laughs> it was pretty awesome. It was fun. We took a picture by the sign. Uh, I wonder if I can find that picture somewhere, but probably on Facebook or something. Really fun. That was that was a highlight, one of the highlights of the trip. So, yeah, I just wanted to let y'all know that I forgot to I forgot to mention that when I talked about the East Coast baseball trip. So, I think before we get into all that, I think now is a good time to mention that y'all are starfishes, y'all listeners. We we made the executive decision to call you starfishes. Um, at first it was going to be starfish or starfishes, but uh, I made the executive decision to go ahead and make it starfishes. So that's a pretty exciting development, I, I think. So, um, you can also, I'm also um, thinking about, like, people have trouble spelling my last name. Everyone thinks it's Anderson or... Armisen, like Fred Armisen from SNL. He kind of ruined a lot of things for me and my family. But I've been thinking, like, should I make a, should I do a pen name? Like a lot of authors will have like stage names or pen names. So a few of them that, let me know on Twitter. <clears throat> Excuse me. Maybe we'll throw up a Twitter poll and see what y'all think. Um, these are some of the, some of the names I've been kicking around for here we go. Chris Floyd, Chris Branch, Chris Ross, Chris Eagle. So let me know if you like any of those or if you have any other good ideas for what my pen name might be. All right. Before we get into Aubrey Plaza's IMDb or filmography, I want to talk about this week's Simpsons episode. Uh, we Each, ep- each uh, episode of A Star is Born, we discuss an episode of The Simpsons as somehow related to the guest or the uh, person we're talking about. This week, Aubrey Plaza. So the Simpsons episode is The Simpsons Tall Tales, season 12, episode 21. It's the season finale of uh, season 12. Air, original air date, uh, May 20th, 2001. And the reason why I chose this episode of The Simpsons is because um, Homer, <laughs> so th- the plot is he won a, tr- a free trip to Delaware. Delaware. Boom, boom, boom. And he refuses to pay a $5 airport tax to fly. <laughs> a $5 airport tax to fly. So 
it makes the, it forces a family to ride in a livestock car instead of instead of flying a livestock car of a train and then there they meet a singing hobo who tells three tall tales which include Homer's Paul Bunyan, Lisa's Connie Appleseed and Bart as uh Bart and Nelson as Tom Sawyer and Huckleberry Finn. So, that's a super funny episode of The Simpsons. I would definitely recommend checking that one out if you're into The Simpsons. And if you're not in The Simpsons, that's a good episode to start start getting in The Simpsons. And um, speaking of The Simpsons, we talked a little bit about what exactly is the golden era. So I said it was seasons 7 through 12, and I've been listening to a lot of the podcast Everything's Coming Up Simpsons. Recommend it. Allie Gertz and Julia Prescott, very funny. And they think the golden era is a lot earlier. So like I think they said it starts like season three. And when you look at some of those episodes, I think Homer at ba- Homer at the Bat, the one that we talked about a couple episodes ago, I think that one's one of the early episodes, and that's a hilarious one. So just I just wanted to mention that because I think 7 through 12 is like a little late. I might have to readjust my golden era. I'm still still thinking about it, still brainstorming, throwing throwing paint at the wall, the wall of the barn or whatever. But um, yeah, yeah, that's the update there with the Simpsons uh, golden era. Um, yeah, give the shout out to Everything's Coming Up Simpsons. Check that out. Um, let's see what else we got here. Let's do, um, before we even jump into her filmography, let's do a made-up movie. So I think, I haven't even thought of this yet. I, I think we should have Aubrey Plaza, she'll star as a, a lifeguard in Southern California, and one day she's so she's a lifeguard on the beach and then one day there's a shark attack and she goes out there and she discovers that she has the ability to communicate with sharks and she remembers that in the past life she was actually raised by sharks so and the movie is called Finn Line the Finn Line there we go. Came up with all that right there off the top of my head. I think that was pretty good. The Finn Line starring Aubrey Plaza. All right. So we did the made-up movie. Let's do a uh, Calypso update. I'm reading Calypso by David Sedaris. Um, I talked about that. It's a regular segment of the show of A Star is Born. And I am still on page 198. I have not read, haven't read any uh, pages since last episode. Okay. Um, I'm wearing my Starry Mountain Oisel Stretchy Meshy Ball Cap. Uh, My podcast hat. Um, Just want to let you guys know I'm wearing that right now. Um, Oh, I also wanted to readdress something. That I talked about in a previous episode. The Seinfeld vs. Friends. That's like an endless, kind of an endless debate. Um, you don't even really have to be a TV fan to 
to jump into that debate right there. But I I said earlier that I think Friends is a better show than Seinfeld. And I just wanted to let you guys know that that doesn't mean that I'm not a huge fan of Seinfeld. Like, I think Seinfeld's probably better written than Friends, but I just personally enjoy the characters in Friends a little more for some reason. Like, I just think they're a little more, like, quirky. And, but I guess the whole point of Seinfeld is kind of like it's always sunny before it's always sunny. Because the whole point is you're not supposed to like the characters. Like, they're supposed to be, like, unlikable and do things that try to get around things and cut corners and all that good stuff. Rip people off. But Seinfeld's a great show. It's one of my favorite shows of all time. And I think I've seen almost every episode. So I've definitely seen... I've probably seen more Seinfeld episodes than Friends episodes. If we're going to be honest here, which is the theme of the podcast, is be honest. So I think we got to do that, okay? Um, I also want to address, it's kind of random, but jumping off bridges and cliffs, like, (laughs) it's something that I would not do. I've done, like, I've jumped off a 50-foot bridge in Monroe into the Snohomish River, I believe. 50 feet. I think it's the highest thing I've ever jumped off into water. Um, but I, I just seems kind of sketchy to me now. Like I was kind of fearless when I did that. I think like I, I cannot see myself cause I don't know if we checked the water to see if it was safe. You know what I mean? <laughs> so it just seems super sketchy and I don't know if I would do that. If presented with the opportunity out, I, I honestly think I would just stay, stay dry, stay on, stay on the shore, stay on the bridge. But that was just kind of a random thing that I was thinking about that. I was like, I would not do that. Um, Something else I wanted to talk about was, let's see, we got a bunch of things here. Here's a fun little story. Um, Actually, let's let's put that in the vault. Let's save that one. I think before, before we go any further, we should go ahead and start Aubrey Plaza's IMDb page. Here we go. It starts in 2006 with a short called Kill Switch. She plays girl with massive head wound. Okay. And also in 2006, another short called In Love. She plays Julie. Oh, wow. I did not realize she was in this show. And let's make that cliffhanger right there. I'll tell you the story I was going to tell you before we go any further with Aubrey Aubrey Plaza's filmography. So here's the story. Um, I had just got my wisdom teeth out. I think this was must have been 2014 or around there, thereabouts in the summer. Just got my wisdom teeth out. And we were going on a road trip to Montana to Great Falls to visit my grandparents, like I talked about in previous episode. Um, if you haven't if you haven't listened to the first four episodes, I would definitely recommend going back to the first one, and which is the Will Ferrell episode. Listen to Will Ferrell, and then go through the Mark Wahlberg, Brody Stevens, Paul Rudd, and then come back here. I'll be right here. Won't go anywhere. But I would definitely recommend listening to the first four before listening to this episode. It would just make, make sense to me, chronologically, because... You're not super far into it. Like, you don't have to listen to a ton of episodes. It's just four. So, 
That's just my personal opinion from my podcast listening experiences. <laughs> so, anyway, I just got my wisdom teeth out, and we were driving to Montana, and we were in Post Falls, Idaho, I believe. And we were at Dairy Queen. I think we were getting gas as well. And I was just, I think I literally had, literally, I like when people say li- literally, I'd got my wisdom teeth out that morning, and then we left like a couple hours later to go to Montana. So that's just insane if you think about that. Like, most people are like, excuse me, they're like sleeping all day or something or taking drugs or something after they get their wisdom teeth out. But I was just going on a big old road trip to Montana, and we got blizzards from Dairy Queen, and I was like... Um, maybe I was on a couple I can't remember if I took any uh, pills or not afterwards but I, I must have been pretty loopy because I, I threw my blizzard at I think it ended up hitting our car but I think I, we may have been close to a car wash I can't remember if we went through a car wash or not a car wash not or not after but uh I thought that was a pretty funny story. Like I was just so loopy and so like tired and exhausted and just freaking out because I just had got my wisdom teeth out and we were going on a road trip and driving like I, we may have been driving the whole way to Montana that day, which is over 10 hours. So pretty crazy. <laughs> and I must have just lost it and just threw my <laughs> blizzard at at our car, it's pretty funny, I think, though. Looking back, that's a funny, funny memory. I must have been very overwhelmed at this time. Uh, kind of a random thought, but I'm just looking out at, looking out at the snow right now. And you know how people, this is, this is, I don't know if this is supposed to be a joke or not, but it's more of an observation. People always say the hail is golf, it's golf ball size, golf ball size hail. Why don't people say is ping pong ball size hail? Like, I think is that is that racist? The people don't say ping pong ball size hail instead of golf ball size hail. Like they're the same ball, like the same size ball. <laughs> yeah, I don't know. That's just a random thought. I was, I actually like just thought of that like a few minutes ago, just right before I started the podcast. So. Anyway, um, yeah, I'm using my trusty yellow legal pad right now, uh, or buck slip, whatever you call it. Uh, another thing I was thinking about is, what's your favorite holiday? Um, <clears throat> excuse me. I think mine, mine's probably either Christmas or Thanksgiving. It's I think it's between those two because I do like football a lot and. But, I mean, the thing about Christmas is you get basketball all day. I love the NBA. The NBA is probably my favorite league. So it's like, that's pretty awesome. The Christmas is a great day. But I love watching the NFL games on Thanksgiving. I love that. So, I don't know. But I like 4th of July. Actually, I'm not, not as big a fan of 4th of July as I used to be because... I don't do the firework thing. And that's another thing that I'm like uptight about now is I used to, I used to be a big firework person. I used to spend probably 50 bucks or something on fireworks each year. 
I haven't bought fireworks for a long time. And uh, I'm just not into them. Like, it seems dangerous to me. So I'm not a big 4th of July person, really. I don't know. It's all right. I, I do like the idea of, like, just cracking some, like, cold ones, some, like, light beer or something. And maybe going on swimming in a lake. <laughs> I don't know. Just hanging out, like, going on a jet ski or something. But that sounds like a fun holiday. I do like St. Patrick's Day as well. That's coming up. Uh, that's a good one. That's that's another fun drinking holiday. But and I ran I ran the St. Patrick's Day race in Seattle a couple times with my dad. That's a fun race. And then there's a beer garden. So you go check that out after. It's always fun. Oh, speaking of running races with my dad. I love doing those uh, Muddy Buddies and the Warrior Dash, and we we did a couple of those, maybe a few. Those are that's fun. It's just like a a great way to be competitive and get down and dirty, get all muddy. Like it's always it's always good every once in a while to just get all your clothes, just throw in some old clothes that you don't care if they get muddy and just get out there and just get just get into it you know just try to be the person next to you just try to get first in your division or whatever it's a fun time um i would definitely recommend i mean like you're like go you're you're army crawling under barbed wire at some point and then you're climbing over walls like with ropes and then you're barreling through net and I don't know. It was crazy, man. Some people are really good at that stuff. Like, I'm not super good at <laughs> that kind of obstacle course. Like, that kind of, oh, my gosh, that's one. That brings up a memory. Oh, I think I may have been talking about, Um, I can't remember if I was talking about Wipeout. But you probably know the the ABC show. Um, Excuse me. The uh, ABC show Wipeout. It's, um, if you don't know it, they do, (laughs) if you don't know it, they, uh, do an obstacle course. Well, the most fun part about it is the big balls. It's these giant inflatable, I don't know if they're rubber or whatever they are. They're enormous balls that there's like probably four of them (laughs) and they're over water and you have to run and they're probably like five feet apart or something. And you have to jump from ball to ball and make it to the other side. And people usually don't make it because they're really bouncy. So people just go bouncing off them. And and then there's the sweeper, which is this thing where you have to, I don't know if you have to run or somewhere, or like stay in place or I can't remember. But this, and this sweeper arm comes swinging around and you have to jump over it and duck under it. And that's super super fun to watch people get wiped out like the name of the show but anyway the con- the connection to what to my dad and our races is our race our races is um yeah we would we went on a wipeout a wipeout race we it was awesome it was i think it was in somewhere in the south puget sound and it was like an obstacle course kind of muddy buddy style race that was themed wipeout i think it i don't know if it was presented by wipeout or 
or what, what what the deal with that was, how they got the copyright on that. But there were some giant balls, but they weren't over water. But I think there was some, definitely some water involved. I don't know about any mud, but it was fun. It was, <laughs> it was a blast. Like running, I, there's all these inflatable things that I think there was a sweeper arm or something. But it was just a great, a great time. <laughs> Lots of fun. You should definitely check out Wipeout if you've never seen it. It was on ABC. Don't know if, don't think it's on Netflix. Don't think I can ask you to add it to the old Netflix queue. But anyway, I think now is a good time. I'm going to go ahead and pull this up right now. Here we go. Let's hop back into... No. No, let's not do that. Now's a good time to do the regular segment. Excuse me for this dead air. Do-do-do. We're pulling up the Mariners game. It's a Mariners game update. They played today at 12-10. Spring training at the Colorado Rockies. Boom. Mariners win. 4-2. to two. There we go. I mean, it's just spring training, so it's like not a big deal. But then again, it, it is a big deal. Kyle Seager played. He went 0 for 2. What, did the Mariners have Jay Bruce? Oh, my gosh. I did not know that Jay Bruce is on the Mariners now. He's a pretty good outfielder. He's played for the Reds and the Mets. Uh, let's see who else. Oh, Haniger played. He went 0 for 2. And then D. Gordon went one for one. He led off. Um, all right, there we go. That's that's your Mariners update. All right. So we already did the Simpsons Tall Tales. I can exit out of that one. Now's a good time to do the, um, it's not a regular segment, but you know who else's name is Aubrey? Another famous Aubrey, probably more famous than Aubrey Plaza, but he doesn't go by Aubrey, though. He goes by Drake. And I wrote a column for the sport quotient, sports quotient, excuse me, the sportsquotient.com. You can check it out. Uh, I wrote for them. I, I mean, I guess I still write for them, but I just haven't, haven't posted a column for a while. Um, <laughs> but anyway, I wrote a column called the Drake Bum Rubric. So that is based on Drake and Kelly Oubre Jr.'s uh, feud, I guess you could call it, or beef or what, I mean, I guess you call it a beef, but Kelly Oubre Jr., he, I don't know if he still plays for the Wizards, but that's who he used to play for for a long time, and Drake called him a bum, because Oubre had a, a old tweet from seven years ago that, that said, Drake has no capital N-O swag, no swag. So I wrote a column about it, and I think I'm going to read a little bit of it to you. Here we go. Uh, here we go. Little did you know that Drake is a possessor of an intricate formulaic, ske- formulaic scheming system which he uses to assess the magnitude of bumness an individual has achieved. OVO, that's like Drake's nickname, I think. OVO, or OVO, maybe. Plots the... <clears throat> excuse me, plots the bum extent on an enormous map that covers an entire wall of his dog's bedroom like a team of 
police officers trying to locate a serial killer with a series of pins, strings, and magazine clippings. Let it be known as the Drake bum rubric. This is how Kelly Oubre Jr. fits into the Drake bum rubric. Easy for me to say. All right. Yeah, so that was a little piece of that. Check that out if you're interested. Um, I have I have over 100 columns for the sports quotient, so... That's pretty. That's pretty fun. I I had a lot of fun writing for. I mean, I guess I. I mean, I still do write for them. Like I could post whenever I want. So that's the cool part about it. Another connection to Aubrey Plaza is obviously she's best known for her role in Parks and Rec, and I did an internship for a Parks and Rec department, Covington Parks and Rec department. It was really cool. Lots of fun. So I just wanted to give a. Guess just give a little shout out to all the homies over at Covington Parks and Rec. <laughs> okay, all right. Let's get back to let's get back to Aubrey Aubrey's uh, filmography. Here we go. I left you hanging with a cliffhanger, a big TV show that I did not realize that she was in. Can't tease it any longer. Here we go. It was also on NBC. 30 Rock. What? Did you know that Aubrey Plaza was in 30 Rock? Only one episode. 2006. She was Paige. So I thought that was fun. Uh, 2007 to 2008. She was in something called The Genie Tate Show. Five episodes of that. In 2008, she was in a short called Daddy's Little Judge. She plays Chelsea. 2009, she's in a movie called Mystery Team. She plays Kelly. I'm going to look at what this is. Because I've heard, I think I've heard of Mystery Team. I think I heard it was, oh yes, it is a comedy. Comedy crime mystery. I heard it was good. A group of former Encyclopedia Brown style child detectives struggle to solve an adult mystery. And it stars... Donald Glover, Childish Gambino, DC Pearson. Uh, DC Pearson's been a guest on a lot of podcasts I listen to. He's he's a funny guest. He's an author as well. It stars what's this guy's name? I'm pulling him up. Oh no, the internet's too slow. I'm not even gonna try. I'm not even gonna try to look at that guy's name. Dominic something. Dominic Di something. Aubrey Plaza. Uh, Glenn Callison, Kay Cannon, Bobby Moynihan from SNL, Matt Walsh uh, from, I think Matt Walsh is UCB, and John Lutz from 30 Rock. Uh, Alright, so that's, yeah, that looks like a pretty good movie, pretty funny. Alright, here we go. Looks looks like the internet's moving pretty slow right now for some reason, so I'm going to go ahead and Telling their story. Here we go. There we go. Back, 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 gone. Chris Berman. Back, back, back. So 2008, 2009, Keith Powell directs a play. It was a TV series that she was in. And she plays Stephanie for four episodes. And I'm going to leave it there. And we're going to hop on over to another story. I'm going to talk about... Here's a fun story. The first time I ever had the drink. First time I ever got drunk. 
It was senior year of high school, and I was hanging out with three friends, three of my best friends, and we decided to go camping in Orcas Island at a a place that we were we had just been there for a cross country camp just a few months prior. So we knew we knew the lay of the land, and we went we went there and we we brought a bunch of canned food and we forgot to bring a can opener though so once we got once we got a little little plastered a little drunk uh we ended up getting angry and just throwing the cans just hucking the cans into the into the lake (laughs) so that was that was pretty pretty bad and then another thing i remember was we used citrus drop as a mixer so that was a, a not a good mixer. Like if you don't know what citrus drop is, it's kind of like a knockoff Mountain Dew almost, but just way worse than Mountain Dew. Like a, I think it might be like a Safeway thing or like Big Lots or something, but not a good mixer with vodka. And it was like cheap, like $10 vodka, like Skull or one of those things. But yeah, we... We also had to wake up at like 5 a.m. to catch the ferry to get there out other out there to Orcas. <laughs> and we another f- crazy part about it was we we ended up yelling at some hikers that I think they were like across the other side of the lake <laughs> and they were like on a cliff or something and so we were probably way far away from over 50 feet away. But I don't know what we were yelling, but I just remembered yelling, probably probably not appropriate stuff. Just at these hikers, they were probably so confused. Imagine, <laughs> imagine that, just hiking, and then some crazy kids are like yelling at you from across the lake. So that was the first time I ever got drunk, and that was super fun. But we were all, we drank too much, so um, we all puked. So definitely recommend moderation <laughs> just having a handle on yourself being able to keep yourself in control all right another funny story oh my gosh in i think this was fifth grade i got in trouble i went to the principal's office i think my dad even got called in like remember when your parents would get called into the school like when you got super big trouble your parents got called in yeah I got in trouble for throwing an egg, more like just like lobbing an egg at the outside because we had we had an outdoor gym, outdoor gymnasium. I, I threw an egg at the side of it, and I don't know how we got caught. Someone must have tattletailed on us because I did that with my friend, my friend Evan. <laughs> so that's like her best memory. As buddies, I also remember going neon bowling at like some birthday party. I think it was his birthday party. We went neon bowling. So if neon bowling is like, I don't even know how to describe it. It's just bowling with a bunch of bright lights and flashing lights and stuff. I think it was dark in there and it's really distracting and it's probably like being on acid or something. I don't know. It's crazy. Um, another thing I wanted to say was 
What's your favorite fast food place? That's a fun conversation. Hmm. I think, honestly, I would have to probably go McDonald's and Taco Bell's up there. Wendy's is up there. But, oh, Wendy's might beat McDonald's. I haven't had it for a while. I don't know. What do you think? Hit me up on Twitter. Let me know. What's your favorite fast food place? Maybe I'll put up a Twitter poll. Um, I think it's a fun, that's like a fun conversation starter. Like, It's a fun bar, bar question. If you ever had a bar and you don't know what to talk about, just be like, what's your favorite fast food place? Another interesting thing I wanted to chat about was something that they were talking about in an episode of Everything's Coming Up Simpsons. I, I listened to a bunch of episodes this morning, so that's why I'm, that's on my mind. They were talking about cults. That's crazy. Cults are, that's like such an interesting subject to me, I think. Because I've heard a lot about the Netflix documentary. You know what I'm going to say? Cue that music. Cue that Netflix cue music, baby. All right. It's called Bod Bod Country, if you haven't heard about it. I think most people have heard about it or seen it. I have not seen it, but I probably will watch it soon. Hopefully. I want I want to see it soon. It looks super interesting. It's about this cult that was in somewhere in Oregon. I think like maybe eastern Oregon, northeastern Oregon, something like that. Um, yeah, it looks super cool. Because like, <laughs> there's something about cults that's just very... Like, I don't think I'd ever join one, but I would want to study one. I'd want to go, like, observe them, like, like Jane Goodall, like, observes chimpanzees. <laughs> I'm not saying that, like, people in cults are, like, chimpanzees, but I'm saying, like, I want to ob- just go, like, observe them, like, go, like, sit behind a tree and, like, because I definitely don't want to, that'd be, it just seems too scary, the idea of joining a cult because it seems like you lose all personal control like all all power like all everything basically so i think that's why a lot of people are scared of <laughs> they're scared of the idea of cults I mean, it makes sense to me uh another funny thing oh yeah speaking of the simpsons this is another quote so a quote i wanted to point out is from jonah ray jonah ray is a he's a great comedian think he has a podcast uh he also oh he also is the new the new iteration of mystery science theater uh which is pretty much what cheap seats the sklar brothers show cheap seats that i always talk about is based on kind of it's there there's just kind of like a sports version of it mystery science theater they watch old movies and talk over them and yeah, Jonah Ray's in the new version of that. And I think that's also on Netflix. So check that out. But he had a quote about The Simpsons. It says, well, it's not like a full quote, but it's, I think he just said like it's a weird point in your life when there's more Simpsons episodes that you have not seen than you than the ones that you have seen. Kind of butchered that quote, but you know what I'm trying to say. It's kind of very poetic. Poetic. Another crazy story. 
So I think this was senior year of high school. It was right around Halloween. And I was rolling with some buddies over to Paradise Creek Trails. It's like near Malpe, which is near Woodenville, which is near Bothell, <laughs> which is where I'm from. And we were just messing around because that's like what you do. And I guess that's what we did a lot in high school. We, you just drive around like waste gas and just look for stuff to do and just be dumb in general, just mess around. I don't know. We we never did anything productive, really. But this time, a lot of us were, for some reason, we were wearing masks. Well, I think it's because it was Halloween. That's why we were all, all wearing masks. And we decided it was good a good idea to have one one of us lay down on the side of the road. And it was like night, like night in like a country road. In the middle of nowhere, basically. So imagine that. <laughs> so dumb. But we, we had one of us lay down on the ground, and then another one was pretending to like eat him, like a zombie or something. And but he was wearing a, a werewolf mask. So and then I just remember him looking up at a car, like a car drove by, and he just he was he was such a good actor that he would like pretend to eat him, and then he just looked up at the car at the perfect time. And I can't believe that car didn't like swerve off the road and crash into a tree or something. That was that would have been our fault too, probably. We were dumb. Excuse me. Oh, oh my goodness! That, all that dead air. Sorry about that. I think now is a good time for me to hop right back in. Here we go. Aubrey Plaza's filmography, two thousand nine. A big movie that I bet a lot of you have seen, especially a lot of you that like the comedies. It's called Funny People. She plays Daisy Danby. Funny People is a great movie. It's it's like a weird. It's a twist on Adam Sandler's normal movies. It's definitely not like it's not what you would think when you think of an Adam Sandler movie. It's more serious. It's more as more gravity is. It's more heavy. It's definitely a very... It's funny. Seth Rogen's in it. Leslie Mann's in it. It's a good movie. Go check it out. 2009. TV series short. UCB comedy originals. Uh, She plays Sarah Silverman. (laughs) That's funny. why, Why would they not be able to... I'm sure they could have gotten Sarah Silverman probably. But she plays Sarah Silverman. She also plays Chelsea for five episodes. Okay. 2008-2009 TV series called Main Street. I think Kenny Main had something called, like a segment called Main Street. And she plays Robin Gibney for six episodes there. Um, 2010 a video short. Oh, this is funny. Hey, here's a Seattle connection here. Pete Carroll's trip to Seattle delayed. What is that? I'm going to click on that. I'm going to see what that is. Um, let's see. Oh, here's something I want to give a shout out to. <clears throat> brings up, excuse me, brings up another old memory, old story. Just from pretty recently, actually. I was just over in 
the Moscow uh, farmer's market. I think this must have been, yeah, this was fall of 2017. So not that long ago. And that's, I got a ticket too. I got a speeding ticket on my way back to Pullman. That was like so disappointing because that's an eight, like I've said, that's only an eight mile drive. And I got a, a, the cop, he whipped a Yui in the middle of the road. I think we were going, the speed limit was 55. I think I was going like 68 maybe. But he whipped a Yui. It was I thought that was so crazy. I was like, what are you doing? But obviously because I'm the one who got busted. That's why I'm angry about it. <laughs> well, I'm not still angry about it. I let it go. I think it cost me maybe a couple hundred or something. So I wanted to give a shout out to a dude named Ray Templeton. He's the owner of something called Redneck Seasonings. They're from... Uh, let, let's give out their address. One zero seven three Casper Road, Moscow, Idaho eight three eight four three. You can email them at rednecksseasonings at gmail dot com or go to their website rednecksseasonings dot com or call them at five zero nine three three zero thirteen zero seven or fax them at two two zero eight 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 two seven five nine zero. Okay. But yeah, it says seasoned salt and other spices, jerky and sausage, flagship seasonings are hellfire and brimstone um, and fire in your mouth. And it's spelled Y-E-R instead of Y-O-U-R. Also featuring Butte, B-H-U-T, is that Butte, uh, Jolokia? which is ghost pepper. Oh, that makes Oh, that makes me think of that great Simpsons episode where Homer eats the super hot chili pepper and it makes him like hallucinate and go to that desert land with like the pyramids and stuff and like the weird talking wolf. That's Oh, I can't remember the name of that Simpsons episode, but you could probably just you can just google Homer ghost pepper and it'll come up. It's a great one. It's one of my favorites. And um, Redneck Seasonings also has Trinidad Scorpion Maruga Pepper. All right. But I, I definitely remember the, that dude being super nice and giving me like a bunch of free samples and being very friendly. So I decided I'm going to go ahead and give him a shout out on A Star's Born, Episode 5, Aubrey Plaza. Plaza. I also want to talk about something fun, something I got for Christmas, a gift for Christmas. It's called, it's a little book called The Truth About Writing, forward by William Least Heat Moon, who's a great writer. I've read, I think I've read one of his books, I believe. It's just a book full of uh, quotes, pretty much, about writing. I'm going to read one. This is by... E.B. White, be obscure clearly. <laughs> so it's like kind of a paradox. Here's another one. All writers are a little crazy, but if they are any good, they have a kind of terrible honesty. Raymond Chandler. A good writer is always a people watcher. Judy Bloom. 
produce a mighty book, you must choose a mighty theme. Herman Melville. It's a good one. All the information you need can be given in dialogue. Elmore Leonard. The first goal of writing is to have one's words read successfully. Robert Brayalt. Okay, I'll do one more. Creativity requires the courage to let go of certainties. Eric Fromm. I like that. I read that whole book. It's super good. Check it out. It's called The Truth About Writing. doesn't even have an author because it's just a bunch of quotes, but William Lee Moon's the writer of the foreword. And it's pu- published by Abrams Notary. More than 370 quotes about writing. Many are contradictory. All are true. Another fun thing I wanted to... <laughs> fun. They're fun little... Fun little thing I want to talk about. It's this wood... Giant wood block letter, which is a C. And we bought this. I think my mom bought this for me at Target for like five bucks. And I painted it green. I did that in my garage at home in Bothell. I think I probably did that in July or August. That was like a fun, fun little artsy activity that probably the most artsy thing I've ever done, if we're going to be honest. Because I've never really been much of a painter. I mean, I took a couple art classes in high school, but that's the extent of my painting hands-on artsy experience but i really enjoyed slapping some green paint on that sea so <laughs> it was fun i just want to i liked like it was a good time to like reflect and listen to podcasts and listen to music and just think about think about stuff i guess i don't know all right another fun story that i was I keep saying fun. My, my podcast coach is coming out. My inner podcast coach is being like, Chris, you got to stop saying fun. Come up with another word. Say enjoyable or pleasurable or exciting. Or I don't know. Anything but fun. All right. So um, this was August of 2016. And this was like a huge, huge moment, I guess, in my life. It was a family reunion in Minnesota. The nearest town was Garfield, Minnesota, which is funny because Garfield was absolutely my favorite comic growing up. I remember getting a gift. I think I got a gift from my grandparents or something. Excuse me, or from someone. Like a framed Garfield comic that I hung in my room above my bed. When I was a kid, that's how much I love Garfield. So, do you love Gar? Do you love anything that much? <laughs> it was awesome. But anyway, that's it was Garfield, Minnesota, was the nearest town, and it was an awesome time. We drove out there from. I was in Pullman, so I think I met my family in Spokane, and then we drove from there. We stopped in Great Falls, Montana, of course. Then we stopped in Bismarck, spent the night there. I have a very vivid memory of walking around a Target in Fargo. 
sounds like it should be a part of the TV show or the movie. <laughs> I wonder if they'll ever do a new Fargo movie. Have they talked about that? They definitely should if they haven't. <clears throat> That's another thing you got to check out if you've never seen Fargo, the TV show on FX. FX Fearless? Gosh, I still have to look that up. I'm just going to go on thinking it's FX Fearless or I don't know, like live on <laughs> or dream on FX. FX, keep dreaming. That'd be a good one. So, yeah, we were in Minnesota, Minnesota. Yeah. And Minnesota is really a cool place. I love all the lakes. I'm a big lake person. Like I love swimming in natural bodies of water. I'm like a big like cold, especially cold water is just immersing myself and diving into a big body of cold water is a great experience for me. It's super invigorating. I definitely would do that if you just if you just want to like refresh your whole outlook on life, just dive into a cold lake. Feels great. So we were right next to a lake, actually. We were staying in a couple cabins. There was a ton of us. I'm looking at a picture right now of all the people. I'm not going to count all of them, but I think there was over 20 of us for sure. Just some family members I'd never even met. But my family lives all over the country. Like We don't have any... I've never had any family who lives in Washington. So other than my immediate, my brother, sister, mom, dad. So that's a little fun fact. I mean, we're all, we're in Montana. We're in South Dakota, Virginia. I think my cousin lives in Boston now. Got a cousin North Carolina now. Just anywhere but Washington. It's weird. So I, I don't get to see my extended family very often, except for the people in Montana, because I go there at least once a year. I would say, but anyway, this particular reunion was it was huge. Like we were there for, or I was there for probably five days, maybe a week, and then I had to fly back to Pullman because we were starting school. That was right at the start of the semester in August. That was right when I had got done working at AMC Movie Theater, like I talked about. I think that was last episode in the Paul Red episode, but. We got to do our first ever live AFFL draft. Now, you're probably saying, Chris, what's the AFFL? What does that stand for? It stands for the Arneson Fantasy Football League. That's right. Fantasy football. Do you like fantasy football? I bet you probably do. Like A lot of people, tons of people play fantasy football. My mom and sister both have always played so it's not just for dudes. Like, that's a misconception. There's probably statistics that say just as many females play fancy football as males. Excuse me. I mean, just off the top of the head, I bet that's probably true. But our league, we have had 10 people in our league always. But it's always just been online drafts. And this time we got enough people together that I think everyone in the league was actually there. 
So we were just like drinking beers and eating pizza and chips and all sitting around this giant table on the back balcony of one of the cabins. And just like everyone had a laptop in front of them. And we all had printed out rankings of the players that people would cross them out with like red Sharpies and stuff when when they get drafted. Because the worst thing you can do in a fantasy football draft is say a name that's already been taken. And everyone will just boo you and get angry at you. (laughs) Throw pieces of paper at you and little tiny footballs. (laughs) Oh, man, I love fantasy football. It's one of my favorite things to do, especially the draft. I've always been a huge fan. That's my favorite my favorite part of the fantasy football season is the draft. It's so fun. Just like the outlook. Because like, everyone, the thing about the draft is everyone could win. Like that's the most fun part about it. You could tell yourself that my team has a good chance of winning. And everyone could probably argue that they have a good team. Just because. <laughs> just I love fantasy football. It's just so fun. I would definitely recommend doing it. If you've never done it, you don't have to be a football fan to do it, really. It's way better than any of the other sports, like fancy basketball or fancy baseball. I've never done either of those, really. So let's see. Here we go. We also, <laughs> I'm giving myself a little, pumping myself up there, if you didn't know. So here we go. Here we go. Um, another big part of the family reunion in Minnesota was. The golf carts. Oh my gosh. The golf carts. There's a huge story with those. Apparently, someone, one of our family members got in a crash or something after I left. So I wasn't there when that happened. But I heard about it. But anyway, what happened when I was there, though, is something, there was like some sort of weird... There may have been some revving up of the engine or something, but we don't really know how it happened. But my cousin was, I think she was behind the golf cart or maybe looking in it. And all of a sudden, it just zoomed backwards about 12 feet right into the cabin. And it like chipped away some of the paint off the cabin and made like a big dent. But she got thrown like five feet probably from it because she... Yeah, she was, like, she was digging around and somewhere in the front of the cabin, she, or not the cabin, the golf cart. She wasn't standing in the golf cart. Her feet were on the ground. But she, so when the golf cart zoomed backwards at a super fast speed, she got flung. And it was very dangerous and very frightening. <laughs> Everyone was, I was standing right there and I saw it happen. And it was crazy. But... Luckily, I stayed safe with the golf carts, and I actually had some fun with the golf carts. Um, It must have been the safe one that I was driving, but I would just cruise around at night because it was like a little complex of cabins. So there was a little road that went through the complex and kind of wove through it, went down to the lake and went back up. And so I I would drive through that whole road, but then I would just take it out on the main road. (laughs) you probably weren't supposed to do but it was not a busy not a busy main road at all it was a country road and i think the speed limit was only like 30 miles an hour or something so it didn't seem super dangerous to me and it was flat too so you could see in the golf cart had lights so i could see but even though it was night 
<laughs> I'm just justifying it right now. <laughs> it was super fun though. Just blasting country music. And I was just, I remember, I very vividly remember just sit, belting out country music songs at the top of my lungs. Just cruising on the main road on the with a golf cart. Probably only going like 20 miles an hour maybe. But that was probably one of the best times of my life, I would say. <laughs> Super fun. Oh, and another part of the Minnesota family reunion was something I've written about. I think it's, yeah, actually, I do have a story about it in the uh, What's in the Fridge book. So check that out if you want to read about this. But I had this great conversation with my Uncle Steve, who's my dad's brother which was, that was the side of the family who we were having the reunion with. It was my dad's side. Um, But I had this great, like, motivational conversation with my uncle. We were just sitting on the beach of the lake, just next to all, like, the stand-up paddle boards and canoes and what else was there? There There's boat, like, paddle boats and all the aquatic equipment you could think of. But I just remember sitting in the sand and just talking to my uncle steve about what what do i want to do with my career what do i want to do professionally and i told him i want to be a writer i want to get into this writing thing just express my creativity somehow and my uncle steve's a he's a motivational speaker so he's really good at this kind of stuff and he just asked me like how how are you going to accomplish that how are you going to accomplish your goals and we kind of just had this great conversation where we hashed it all out and I probably decided at that that moment moment that I was gonna write for the Daily Evergreen because I I did that about a month later and then a couple months after that I wrote Sponge Cake a mostly made up story about a completely insane town so that kind of all stemmed from that conversation with my uncle Steve who has a couple books off the top of my head, one of them's called, uh, they're both on Amazon. One of them's called Bootstrap Leadership, and the other one's called, like, Summer Memories, or it's like, it's a memoir about summer memories. So just search Steve Arneson on Amazon and check those out, because he's my Uncle Steve, and he's an author as well. It's really cool. Um, What else did I want to say? Ah, uh, yes. I also wanted to talk about what am I doing? What am I doing here? Let me pull up the uh Oh yes, I was gonna talk about Pete Carroll's trip to Seattle delayed. What's that all about? Uh in this funnier die sketch. Okay, so our old friend Will Farrell from episode one, funnier die sketch. USC students tried to prevent football coach Pete Carroll from leaving California to take his new job with the Seahawks. That's hilarious. That's such a great premise. Oh, Rob Riggle's in it. Oh, my gosh. Rob Riggle from Step Brothers. Pow, pow, pow. That's what, that's what he does in Step Brothers. If you don't remember... If you haven't seen that movie, go watch it right now. Stop the podcast and go watch Step Brothers. <laughs> Do it right now. All right. In 2010, she's in a video short. Um, oh, yes. Before we go any further, 
I want to point out that I'm actually I'm standing up right now because I'm looking at my trophies. I'm whole, I'm playing with the bobblehead trophy right now. <laughs> Two of them actually because I've won the AFFL championship in 2009. It says Chris Arneson, the Mighty Whale, 2009 AFFL champion. My team name was the Mighty Whale, based off the Hartford. Was it the Hartford Whalers? That old hockey team. I don't know. For some reason, I'm, I was into them. I think it must have been Bill Simmons' thing. And then the other one says Chris Arneson, whammy. Speaking of Anchorman, whammy. 2013 AFFL champion. So that's just want to point that out before we went any further. That we've probably been in the league. We've been doing it since '02, I believe. So that's. That's a lot of seasons, though. That's like 18 seasons. But I won it twice, though. I almost won it this year, too, but my team faded. Faded at the end. Okay, so let's get back to the action. <laughs> Sorry about that little delay. I just had to brag a little bit about my fancy football skills. That's another... That's a big part about fancy football is you have to have the ability to brag brag a lot because because you have to like tell people like my team's gonna beat your team my team's better than yours i have travis kelsey i have who did i have i had some good running backs some good wide receivers it's tough for me to for some reason i can't think of them right oh i had ezekiel elliott as well who's my quarterback this is good pod just a dude just trying to think of who was his fantasy football team Oh, I had Big Ben was my quarterback. Oh, and Juju. I had Juju Smith-Schuster, so that was a good combo. That's a good, that's a little life hack tip. If you're going to play fantasy football, get one, at least one good um, com- combination of players, like a quarterback, wide receiver. Because I had Big Ben and Juju Smith-Schuster, and that won me like a few games that in it in and of itself so that's a little life hack there for I just went all Matthew Barry on you. Uh, 2010 video short Aubrey Plaza was in something called Breakup in a Noisy Diner. She plays girl. 2010 she's in Scott Pilgrim vs the World. She plays Julie Powers. Oh, that is a great Michael Sarah movie. I'm sure we're definitely gonna do a episode of a star is born about michael sarah look for that in the near future i'll have to write that down uh if you have not seen scott pilgrim vs the world it's a kind of a weird play on the whole superhero genre kind of imagine i guess imagine a hipster superhero movie where a, some kid plays a guitar and it unlocks powers or something I can't really remember. It's been a few years since I've seen it, but it has a good cast too. Michael Sarah's a great actor as well. It's post super bad, so that whatever that means. Um, we also have 2011, a TV series short called Troopers. She plays the princess for seven episodes. Also, 2011, f- my graduation, high school graduation year. From Up on Poppy Hill, uh, she plays Sashiki Hirokoji, the English version of the voice. Okay, 
Um, I think it must. I think it's Japanese. Also, 2011, Dame. What is this called? Dame sis. Dame sis. Is it damsels? Oh, <laughs> for some reason I thought this L was an I. Man, what am I? My eyes. I think I might. Do I need to get my eyes checked? Do I need to go to Costco and get my eyes checked? Damsels in distress. <laughs> uh, why was I having trouble saying. I, damsels is a weird word, though. If you ever look at the word damsels. And I'm kind of holding my phone at a weird angle, too. So that's the inside scoop on that. Damsels in distress. She plays dis- Depressed Debbie. It's a lot of D's. In 2011 as well, there's a movie called Ten Years, and she plays Olivia. And also in 2011, 2011 was a really big year for good old Aubrey Plaza. She plays Janine Bremer in something called Someday This Pain Will Be Useful to You. Wow, that's a heavy title. Um, Also 2011, Parks and Recreation Road Trip. April Ludgate for four episodes. Wow, that must be like a mini spin-off series or something. That is interesting. I've never even heard of that. Have you heard of that? I mean, I'm a big Parks and Rec fan too. And I've never, never, ever heard of that. Oh, yes. Here's something to sidetrack me. To get me a little farther away from the boat. Swim a little farther from the boat. We were just talking about Michael Sarah. That makes me think of year one. Year one makes me think of the triple feature at AMC Woodenville that I went to with Steve Nungrecht, who's my best friend growing up. We went to year one, The Hangover, and Land of the Lost. All we have not talked of year. Actually, we did talk about year one because Paul Rudd was in it. So we've talked about each one of those movies already. But I just wanted to mention that because. I made it a goal of mine to mention that in every episode of A Star is Born. So now I can check that off the list. Okay. Also 2011, she's in a video short called Home for Actresses. She plays Aubrey. Plays herself. 2012, The End of Love. She plays Aubrey. 2012, Safety Not Guaranteed. She plays Darius. Now, I'm going to click on this movie because I've seen it, and it's a super great movie. I would definitely recommend watching it. And I think it's on Netflix, so cue that Netflix cue music. Add it to your Netflix cue. Three magazine employees head out on an assignment to interview a guy. A guy who placed a classified, classified advertisement seeking a companion for time travel. Time travel. Oh my goodness. And it stars um, Jake Johnson and Aubrey Plaza. Jake Johnson from New Girl, which is a great, also a great show. Starring, um, what's her name? Zoe Deschanel. Did you know Zoe Deschanel's sister is the, the star of Bones? That TV show Bones? Did you know that? Emily Deschanel. But anyway, I'm all over the place right now. I want to talk about time travel. Safety Not Guaranteed just brought it up. It's a big part of their plot. Time travel. Do you believe in it? Do you think it's going to happen? 
how soon is time travel going to happen? I heard this thing that said once a time machine is invented, they'll only be able to go back in time to the point in time when the time machine was invented. So so if it's invented in May of two, 2030, you'll only be able to go back to as far as May of 2030. Isn't that kind of weird? Doesn't that kind of defeat the purpose of the time machine? What do you think? I honestly think that makes the idea of the time machine less exciting, in my opinion. <laughs> but it'd be pretty cool, though, if time machines did exist, if time travel was a thing. Would you do it? What year would you go to? What year would you go to if you could go any year? That's a great, another great bar question. I might go to like 1985 and go to Chicago just because I want to see what Ferris Bueller, remember it comes back to my Ferris Bueller obsession. It all comes back to Ferris Bueller. All right, let's get out of that safety not guaranteed. And yeah, but what if, like, what if you could use time travel to go back to like the dinosaurs? That's what my main point was. What if you could go back to the time that far, like that far? Just go hang out with a T-Rex. Go play T-ball with a T-Rex. Would you do it? I would do it. That would just so I could write about it or tell someone about it. Just, just I want to be able to brag about that and. That just sounds awesome. It's like, what have you been up to? Oh, you know, I got a new, I got a boat. What have you been up to? I just got back from, what's it called? The Jurassic era. <laughs> That's what I want. That would be so cool. Time travel, a fun subject. So, 2012, Aubrey Plaza's in a short called... Hollywood Forever Cemetery Sings. Hollywood Forever Cemetery. I've heard heard about it. I think there's concerts there. Yeah, Sings. It's weird that there's concerts at a cemetery. Cool venue, though. 2011 to 2012, she's in the great TV show. I'm sure you've heard of this. Portlandia. She plays Beth and bookstore customer. If you haven't seen Portlandia, then check it out. Especially if you're a fan of SNL, you'll definitely dig it if you like SNL. Because I think Lauren Michaels is a big producer on it, and Fred Armisen's a big SNL guy. Is he still in SNL? He's been in it forever. And Carrie Brownstein, she's very funny too. From uh, Slater, Slater Kenny, which is actually a road in Olympia, I believe. Which is pretty close to Bothell, about, well, with tra- traffic nowadays, it's a couple hours. Traffic, crazy. In the Seattle area, oh my gosh. Portland, oh, that's a fun conversation. It's kind of our version of New York versus LA, Seattle versus Portland. So, which one do you think's better? I, I'm from, like, Seattle area. But I really like Portland. I got a few friends who live in Portland. They've been living there for the past few years because uh, they went to the University of Oregon. A couple ducks. Uh, but so yeah, I've I visited Portland like 
maybe like seven times in the past few years. Like I've I spent some time there. Went to some comedy shows there, like I talked about. So, but it's a really cool town. It's just an awesome hipster and hippie place. They got some cool breweries. Like it's a good place if you like if you're a microbrewery like beer nerd, it's a great place for you. If you're a comedy nerd, it's a good place for you. They got some good stand up. If you're a, a music nerd, it's a good place for you. <laughs> it's a good place for all nerds, I would say. And definitely NBA fans too cuz if you haven't checked, if you haven't looked at the NBA standings recently, the Western Conference standings, the Trailblazers are killing it this year. They're like off the top of my head, I think the Blazers are in fourth place right now. And they're really they're good. They just added Enos Cantor from the Knicks. He's a solid big man and McCollum, CJ McCollum and Dame Lillard are killing it in the backcourt and Who's that other? Oh, um, Nurkic. They're uh, another big man. Nurkic is Joseph Nurkic. He's solid too. So the Blazers are a sneaky team. This this has been your NBA update. But I think the Blazers actually don't not even have a chance to advance very far in the playoffs. Not at all. They would. Definitely lose to the Warriors and the Rockets and the Lakers. That's a fun conversation. Do you think the Lakers will make it to the playoffs? Because if you look at the Kings, like Buddy Heald is definitely overperforming. Like he's Buddy Heald's pretty much playing out of his mind. And the Kings are a good team, but the Lakers have LeBron James, so it's like. They got to make the playoffs. LeBron's gonna make the playoffs. I mean, I think I can't envision a universe in which the Kings make the playoffs and sell LeBron James. That's just me, though. But anyway, any hustles. Excuse me. And as for the East, wait a sec. I haven't taken a sip of water this whole time, so let me take a sip of my classic Red Robin's water bottle. One second, baby. Mm-mm-mm. Very tasty. Refreshing. Washed down that. I had a couple microwave burritos earlier covered in sriracha hot sauce. So wash those down. Um, what was I just saying? Ah, uh, yes. I was going to say, as for the Eastern Conference, I think the Sixers are going to win the Eastern Conference. I think the Celtics are pretty much in shambles. Uh, the team that's the best chance to beat the Sixers, not the Pacers. Uh, who's good in the East? Man, how come I can't think of it off the top of my head right now? What's happening to me? Not the Knicks, obviously. The Cavaliers are terrible. Oh, oh yes, the Bucks, of course, of course, the Bucks. Uh, I definitely think the Sixers would beat the Bucks in the playoff series, best of seven playoff series. So. I mean, the Greek freak is great, but like we've talked about, the Greek freak, the Greek freak does not have a jump shot. So I don't know why guys don't just play way off him, just dare him to shoot it, just dare him to shoot it from three, because he does not have a jump shot. He has to learn. He has to learn that. I mean, he has to expand his game. Like he'll be the best player in the NBA. The Greek freak will be the best player in the in the whole league. If he gets a jump shot, you heard you heard it here first. 
You heard it here on the Stars Born. The Greek freak. An insane, insane player. All right, let's get back to Aubrey Plaza. Oh, yes, before we move on with her, I want to talk a little bit more about Seattle versus Portland. So, what does Seattle have to offer? Seattle has to offer an NFL team, the Seahawks, and a Major League Baseball team, the Mariners. But we don't have an NBA team, so Portland's got us there. And we both have soccer teams. Not a big fan of the MLS. Been to a couple Sounders games. They're all right. They're okay. I don't know. What What's the deal with soccer? Like, why are people... Like I don't understand people's obsession with the sport. Like I think it's mainly an international phenomenon. Like other countries are bigger fans of soccer. They call it football. <laughs> you know that. Other fans are bigger. They're bigger. I mean, other countries are bigger fans of the sport. It's never going to be big in the USA. That's what I'm saying. But uh, anyway, Portland. Portland, eh, cool town. I think it edges. In my humble opinion, I would take Portland over Seattle. The weather is a little better, a little less rain, a little more sun, a little less snow, I think. I think Portland's known for being icy, though, if I'm not mistaken. Is it windy? Is Portland known for being windy? Uh, It's kind of near the ocean. Uh, I don't know. I like having cities, like, on water, that's for sure, like... It's always good to have a body of water near a city. Makes makes it look better. Alright. So, 2012. Arby Plaza is in the short called It's Getting Late. 2012. She's in a video called Parks and Recreation. Damn it, Jerry. (laughs) That's one of the funniest running gags of Parks and Recs. Making fun of Jerry. Making fun of Jerry. Uh, 2012, it's kind of like Phyllis from The Office, because Michael always makes fun of Phyllis. I wonder if, I'm sure people have made that connection. 2012, she's in a video short, all-star bowling trick shots. She plays herself. 2012, she's in a TV series, NTSF, SD, SUV, The Remember. That is a show from Paul Shear. Paul Shear has a podcast. I've never really listened to this show, but it's called How Did This Get Made? I think he's on it with uh, with, uh, with, uh, with uh, Jason Manzukis, who starred in The House. This is like a weird spiderweb, Kevin Bacon, Six Degrees thing. But yes, Jason Manzukis starred in The House, and you know The House? You know who starred in that? Will Ferrell from episode one of A Star is Born. It all comes back to A Star is Born. Okay, so <laughs> what was I saying now? Oh, yes, we were talking about Paul Shear. Paul Shear's a very funny. He's also in, um, I think he just guest starred in Children's Hospital, which we talked about. Great show. Check it out, Netflix. Add it to the old Netflix queue. Okay, 2012. She's in A Glimpse. All right, before I say this, I'm going to do a little. Mid podcast, you know what I'm gonna say backstretch right now. Count to ten. One, seven, twelve. Okay, are you stretching? You stretch along with me. Stretch your back. No matter where you are, 
even if you're in a public place, even if you're sitting at Starbucks, reach your arms to the sky. Picture a sheep doing a backflip with a snowboard over a fence. All right. Oh my gosh, my back feels... That makes my back feel great, just doing the big stretch. Are you remembering to do the starfish pose? Do the starfish pose. I'm telling you. It's a great way to build confidence. It makes you feel like a bigger person. like Because that's what you would do if a bear was approaching you. You would do the starfish pose. So it's pretty much the most powerful pose you can do. Because it's powerful enough to do it to a bear. If you do it to a bear, then you do it to anyone. So 2012, Aubrey Plaza is in a little something called A Glimpse Inside the Mind of Charles Swan III. She plays Marnie. I like the name Marnie. M-A-R-N-I-E. I think if I ever have a... Is that short for something? Is Marnie short for something? I, I'm going to do a little mid-podcast... I'm going to look it up right now. But I was going to say, if I ever have a daughter, I might have to name her Marnie. But let's see what Marnie is short for. All right, I'm looking it up right now. Marnie. All right, a movie just came up from 1964. That's not what I was looking for. I'm looking for full name. Marnie, full name. Um. Oh, it looks like it is a... All, is it Margaret? It is. It looks like their full name is Margaret. What? How do you get Marnie from Margaret? <laughs> <laughs> Who made that decision? That's like that's like how Jack is short for John. Like that makes no sense. That makes me angry. You don't see as many Jacks anymore, though. You know, like there's not. You know, like there's not as many people named Hank. But is Hank short for Henry, though? Like, that doesn't make any sense either. I it just self very flustered. It makes me flustered. In a world. Wait, let me get... In a world. I would love to have that job where all you do is work, like, once every couple weeks, maybe. Just lay down some voiceover, like some... The movie man job I'm talking about. The, the movie dude. You know what I'm talking about. The guy with the really deep voice who goes, In a world. <laughs> you know, he, he has a super deep voice. Hey, oh. One day say, oh. No, not the... I'm getting stuck in my own head. That Bon Marche song is the most... <laughs> They seriously, they must have had a formula to come up with the most catchy song or something. We'll all float on, all right, already we'll all float on. Don't leave me tongue-tied, don't leave me goodbye, That's Group Love. That's a little band called Group Love with the song Tongue Tied. I've seen them live. Saw them at a little venue with my dad in Seattle. I'm trying to think of the name 
the venue. What was... Uh, it might have been the Paramount. Or it might have been Crocodile Cafe. Let's see. Which... Oh, I've been to the Moore. It could have been the Moore Theater. That's a good one. Lots of good little music venues in Seattle. That's for sure. Seattle is definitely a good music town. But if you ever heard of Group Love, they're a good little little alternative rock band. I don't know where they're from, but they rock out though. They're like one of those super indie bands. They probably they definitely all drive around in like a little bus or some little Volkswagen bus and. They seem like hippies, but I like, they're like the, the head and the heart. We saw the head and the heart a couple times. Lost in my mind, lost in my mind, yes, I get lost in my mind. Lost, I get lost, I get lost. That's their hit song, Lost in My Mind. Oh, that's a great song. I love that. I love it. Yeah, they opened for some... I think they opened for the Shins when we went to the Shins in uh, Bend. Oh, Bend, Oregon. That's another great thing about Portland is they have access to Bend, Oregon. I'm going to take a sip of my iced coffee here. Get me going. Mm-mm-mm. Yes, Bend, Oregon. Uh, near Sun River. Sun River is a cool little... Cool little resort town, like a little neighborhood full of cabins, pretty much. In, in the middle of Oregon, Bend is an awesome little town. They have probably 20 breweries there. Great little music town, like hipsters, coffee shops, diners, movies. I don't know why I said movies, but maybe an outdoor drive-in movie theater, though. But they have a super cool outdoor music like amphitheater, and... Yeah, we saw the shins there, and the head and the heart opened for them, and that was in 2012. That was a long time ago, but we've been to Sun River a couple times and stayed at a cabin there. You just bike around on the trails and go to the water park, and what else do Oh, we went on a rafting, a rafting trip on the rapids. Gosh, that's super fun. Have you ever done the... The whitewater rafting is kind of sketchy, but not, it's not too bad. Like, you don't have to be a big daredevil to do it. Like, my mom did it. I don't know. Like, <laughs> I'm not, I'm not putting my mom down, but my mom did it. So, you could do it. You could do it too. You could do it. <laughs> don't be scared. Uh, oh, my mom actually fell in when, <laughs> when we were, oh my gosh. She fell in the water when we were whitewater rafting. And I think she actually may have gone under the raft at one point. And it was probably super scary for her. But we got her back up. I think the guide probably, he probably pulled her. He literally, you lift the person up by their life jacket. You just pick them up out of the water, pretty much. You don't even grab them by their arms. You grab their life jacket and just pull them out. It's crazy. Super scary. She's scared. <laughs> I would be scared if I fell in the water in those rapids. Those are not. That's nothing to mess around with. Those are those are some serious rapids. But yeah, if you've never been to Bend, Oregon, put it on the bucket list. Put it on the old buried life, the old buried life bucket list. So, twenty thirteen, she's in a TV short called Rolling with Dad. She plays Cassie Stickle. Also 2013, she's in a video uh, called Center Jenny. She plays Monica Nark. 
Also, 2013, Charlie Countryman. She plays Ashley. I think that's the weird... That's a Shia LaBeouf movie. You know what I really love Shia LaBeouf from is one of my favorite movies growing up. Holes. Love the movie Holes. If you don't know it, I think it's based on a book for sure. John Voight stars in it. It's just about pretty much, you know, um, what's that guy? Arpaio? Joe Arpaio in Arizona? John Voight's kind of like that kind of character. But, But pretty much with kids though. And he makes them dig holes in the middle of the desert in Arizona. Or I don't know if it's in Arizona, but it looks like it. And it's a great movie. There's a there's a very intense scene with a pair of shoes. I remember that very distinctly. Like some kid like throws a pair of shoes or something. Like they're all laced up and he throws them and they're swinging through the air. and <laughs> Like a boomerang. But it's a good movie. Check it out. Holes. Might be on Netflix. So that's what I have to say about Shia LaBeouf. I think Shia LaBeouf is all over the news for just random stuff just all the time. That also reminds me, another thing I wanted to say about our star of the day. Star of the day, I kind of like that. Instead of saying the actor or actress we're talking about, let's just say the star we're talking about. So our star of the day today is Aubrey Plaza. And a thing about her is she just hosted the Spirit Awards. Now, I don't really know what the Spirit Awards are, but apparently they're a big thing because when I Googled her, she had a bunch of news updates that were all talking about how apparently she killed it in her speech. Like she did a really I think she like roasted some people and just did a really good job. So shout out Aubrey Plaza. Good job. I'm happy for her. For yeah. Uh, so in 2013, she's in that short called She Said, She Said. She plays Woman in Park. Also 2013, Monsters University. She plays the voice of the Greek council president. Oh man, do I I think I'm going to do it. I'm going to do it. I'm going to do the uh this is a big moment right now. I don't even know is Monsters Inc actually one of the Pixar movies? Because right now you guess it. We are going to do the Pixar movie rankings. Now, <clears throat> excuse me. This is not pre-prepared. I'm standing up right now to stretch my legs, grab another sip of coffee. Excuse my excuse my dead air. <clears throat> uh, let me cl- let me clear my throat. Okay, this is not pre prepared. We are doing. This is a big moment right now. Pixar movies are a big, like a big part of my life. I'd say like I love Pixar movies. So we got. I'm just gonna. Na- I'm gonna name them first before I before I rank them. We got, um, and we're not going to do the shorts. This does not include the shorts. Just the full-length movies. Coco, Cars, Up, Monsters, Inc. Yep, so Monsters, Inc. is one of them. Cars 3, Incredibles 2, Toy Story. Excuse me. Inside Out, Toy Story 4. Wait, when does Toy Story 4 come out? Let me click on it. June 21st of of this year of 2019. Okay, so look forward to that. Brave, 
have not seen Brave. Finding Dory, Wally, Finding Nemo, The Incredibles, Ratatouille, Toy Story 3, The Good Dinosaur, Monsters University, uh, Cars 2, A Bug's Life, Toy Story 2, and that is pretty much, yes, that's all of them. Okay, so now I'm going to go ahead and rank the top three right now off the top of my head. All right, this is no particular order. I'm just naming my top three. So Coco is definitely in there. We got Coco Up is definitely in there. So Coco and Up, and then Finding Nemo. Yeah. Yeah. I, it, feel, it feels weird to leave out all the Toy Stories, but I think all the Toy Stories kind of like cancel each other out, honestly. Because I can't just choose one of those. And then The Incredibles would definitely be number four. Actually, let me make an adjustment. I'm going to go Coco, The Incredibles, and Finding Nemo. Okay. And then if I have to rank them, those in order, I'm going to go Finding Nemo's number one, then The Incredibles, then Coco. Okay. And that is my Pixar rankings. And then at number four, we'll put um, we'll put whichever one. Now I can't think of the one. <laughs> wow, this is good pot. I'm trying to think of the one. Oh, up, up will be number four. Okay, there we go. So I'm happy we hashed that out. And the shorts, the Pixar shorts, are really good sometimes. Like I specifically remember. Oh, Inside Out. That's tough. The Inside Out didn't make the top three. Because that's definitely one of my favorites. But I remember the short, excuse me, the short that um, they played at the beginning of Inside Out with the volcano. I think it's called like Lava or something. You can watch it on YouTube. It's like five minutes. Super good short. Very emotional. I think I cried. <laughs> I think I think the short made me cry. That's how good it is. That's a recommendation right there. So in 2013, yep, Monsters University, like we said. Never even seen that one. Monsters, Inc. was all right, though. It was pretty good. So also in 2013, she's in a short called Failure. She plays a woman. 2013, she's in Marin. She plays herself for one episode. Marin's Mark Marin's TV show. Mark Marin is a comedian. I'm sure you know him from his podcast, WTF. He had the president, President Obama, on his podcast. That's insane. He had President Obama on his podcast. What? I wonder if he's like the only podcast to have the president on. Is that is that a fact? Is that a podcast fact right there? I've never really... I've never really, uh, excuse me, <laughs> I've never really been a fan of uh, WTF, but I've heard a few of them for sure. He's kind of intense. Like, Mark Maron's like an intense dude. Like he seems like he's yelling at his listeners sometimes. Like, I like more like the, like Doug Benson, like Burt Kreischer, like laid backs, <laughs> just kind of like hanging out kind of style instead of like Mark Maron just like yelling at me. <laughs> but I don't know. That's just my... Speaking of Burt Kreischer and Doug Benson, man, I love it when they do the solo. Like, I'm just, 
I mean, you could think I'm just saying that because I do the solo podcast. I do a Stars Born, which is solo. Mm-mm-mm. Get some coffee there. I, all my ice melted. But yeah, Burt Kreischer does a solo podcast called Open Tabs. It's on the same feed as Burtcast. Uh, but yeah, he just does that by himself. And, but his producer's there as well, so it's not completely by himself. But Doug does one that's completely by himself. It's called Doug Loves Minis. And I love those. When he's just rambling, like in his apartment or something. Like, sounds familiar. Like, kind of like what I'm doing right now. Kind of like what I'm doing right now. Right now. Hey, till tomorrow. Right now. I know it's everything. Right now. Hey. What's, I don't even know what song that is. That sounds like an 80s song. Is that Van Halen right there? Right now. Hey, till tomorrow. Right now. Come on, it's everything right now. I think I'm getting the words. I think I'm butchering the words, actually. <laughs> Sorry. Oh, my gosh. I I wonder if you could Shazam. There should be a Shazam app for people who don't know the lyrics of the song, and they kind of just know the rhythm of it, and just kind of, ha, 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 It's a beautiful day. Too many get away. Beautiful day. Touch me. Take me to that other place. Reach me. I know I'm not a hopeless case. What you don't have, you don't need it now. What you don't have, you don't need somehow. What you don't have, you don't need it now. Don't need it now. It's a beautiful day. Hey, hey. Oh my gosh. You too. That's YouTube. If you don't know YouTube, check out YouTube. I would be so surprised if there's someone listening to this who had never heard of YouTube. The band. They're a rock band. Bono. Saw them live at the Seahawks Stadium at Century Link. It may have been known as Quest Field at the time. That was a great show. Lenny Kravitz opened. That was awesome. I also saw Kenny Chesney there. Not the same concert, but I love the love Kenny, 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 South Park, Kenny. Gosh, I I never got. I've seen like all the episodes, but I still don't understand people's obsession with South Park. So grotesque, such potty humor. I guess a lot of people think that's just funny. <laughs> I mean, Family Guy's kind of grotesque too, but. South Park's even more vulgar and even more explicit, and I guess in my opinion at least. Let's get back to the action. So, 2013 video short, Aubrey Plaza hates her aunt, Deborah. She plays Aubrey Plaza. That's funny. <laughs> That's hilarious. She made a whole video short. I wonder if she actually has an aunt, Deborah. Oh, man. 
if she actually has an Aunt Deborah, then her Aunt Deborah's so pissed right now. <laughs> so 2013 TV series, College Humor Originals, Daria, one episode. Also 2013, she did a lot in 2013. The to-do list, she plays Brandy Clark. Clark spelled with a K. I've never seen Clark spell with a K. 2014, she's in Life After Beth. She plays Beth Slocum, the title character. Uh, I'm clicking on that right now. I've heard of this movie. I've heard it was good. I think it might be on Netflix. You might be able to add it to the old queue. Let's see. Comedy, fantasy, horror. A young man's recently de- deceased girlfriend mysteriously returns from the dead, but he slowly realizes she's not the way he remembered her. That's a good elevator pitch. So it stars Aubrey Plaza and Dane Dehan, but also John C. Riley from Step Brothers and Talladega Nights fame, and that other, the Holmes movie that no one liked. We'll probably have to do a, I don't know, will we do an episode of A Star is Born about John C. Riley? Let me know on Twitter if you want me to do an episode about John C. Riley. Because he's in a lot of Will Ferrell movies, and we already did the Will Ferrell episode, so. Sounds kind of, I don't want to be super repetitive. Like, I want to do new people who are in some different movies. Like, we'll see, we'll see. Uh, so, John C. Riley, Molly Shannon from what's the movie? Superstar. We talked about it. Will Ferrell, once again. Cheryl Hines from Curb Your Enthusiasm, which is a, you know, Larry David's show. The Seinfeld Dude. If you haven't seen uh, Larry David's show, Curb Your Enthusiasm, you should probably check it out, especially if you're a fan of Seinfeld, you will absolutely love Curb Your Enthusiasm. It's a little more edgy, a little more dicey, a little more real life. It's fun. Jeff Garland's really funny in it. Jeff Garland's been on Pete Holmes' podcast. He's been on Douglas Movies. He's a really funny podcast guest. That dude. Hey, Jeff Garland, if you want to come on the show, hit me up on Twitter, ChrisTheAuthor8, or hit me up on Instagram, ChrisArneson8. Go to my website, ChrisTheAuthor.com. Oh, yes. Also, completely forgot to say at the beginning of the episode, tell a friend about the podcast. Tell a family member about The Stars Born. Tell a coworker. Tell your barista. Tell anyone. Just... Let people know, because more people than you know listen to podcasts, and more people than you know like movies. Pretty much everyone, I th- I think it's kind of weird if you don't like movies, right? I mean, I don't want to be mean, but most people like movies, or some form, like they like TV shows, or they like web series, or something, but you never know who likes podcasts, who listens to podcasts, so tell Tell a friend about A Star is Born. Let him know. Spread the word. So 2014, About Alex. Aubrey Plaza plays Sarah. Also 2014, there's a video called Parks and Recreation in Europe. She plays April. Excuse me, one second. Mm. Thought I was going to burp there. I'm good, I'm good. Not going to have a repeat of the infamous coleslaw incident from from last night's episode. 
2014, Ned Rifle. That's a weird name for a movie. A movie called Ned Rifle. It's almost almost made me think Ned Flanders, but speaking of Ned Flanders, a totally underrated Simpsons character. Like, I don't know who maybe we'll throw a Twitter poll out there. Best Simpsons side characters. Ned Flanders is one of the best. Off the top, another funny one. Mo. Mo is the bar- bartender Mo is so funny. So anyway, 2014, just, just the way that Mo just like he's mean, but he's also has like a soft side. But it's kind of his story's kind of sad though. He's just Mo's a sad person now. <laughs> but like, his sadness is like funny in like a creep in a weird creepy way. I mean, it's it's dark. It's like a dark humor, I guess you could say. So 2014, Ned Rifle, she plays Susan Weber. Uh, I want to. I'm gonna go ahead and click on Ned Rifle. We're pulling it up right now. So Ned Rifle, Henry and Faye's son Ned sets out to find and kill his father for destroying his mother's life, but his aims are frustrated by the troublesome Susan, whose connection to Harry predates even his arrival in the lives of the Rifle family. That's a confusing synopsis. So alongside Parker Posey, there's also, or oh, Parker Posey. I was gonna say alongside uh, Aubrey Plaza, there's also Parker Posey from um, what's it called? You know it. Oh, one of my favorite movies of all time, Days and Confused. If you don't know Days and Confused, stop this podcast. <laughs> stop this podcast and go watch Days and Confused. Like, do it right now. Go do it right now. Don't know if it's on Netflix, but it's a great movie. It's from, I think it's from the year I was born, 1993. And, but it's set in the 70s. It's about a bunch of high schoolers in Texas, small town Texas, who just, all they do is party and just, some of them are football players. And a big part of it is their football coach wants them to sign a contract that says they're not going to party, which I think, I think that's like a thing in like high school football or something. I don't know, because I only played for the summer of my junior year. That's the only, my only high school football experiences I did the summer of my junior year. Because I played football from 4th through ninth grade, but then I did not play in 10th grade. And then junior year, I played in the summer, and then I quit right before the season started. Oh my god, why would I do that? <laughs> I did the hard part, like the camps and all the inter squad scrimmages and all that stuff but it's okay though you can't change the past i wouldn't change a thing because i think that's when i worked for yes that's when i started working for qfc and you all remember that from my story about walking athena my old black lab dog going for a walk with her and quitting my job at qfc if you remember can't remember which episode i talked about that in but one of the previous ones but now I'm getting all over the place. So let's get back to the action here. Uh, we talked about that. So 2014, playing it cool. She plays Mallory. Um, looks like, I don't even know who. Oh, Chris Evans. Is he? Wait, is Chris Evans one of the superhero dudes? Is he Captain America? I, yeah, he is, right? Yeah, because, no, Chris Pine is Captain America. 
see, I'm having, I'm not a big superhero fan, so it's like off the top of my head, I don't even really know these. You're probably getting so angry if you're a big superhero fan, you're listening to this, you're like, how do you not know who plays? No, Chris Evans is Captain America. Chris Pine plays some other dude, right? So 2013, 2014, The Legend of Korra. She plays Eska for 12 episodes. 2014, there's a TV movie called Grumpy Cat's Worst Christmas Ever. She plays Aubrey Plaza and the voice of Grumpy Cat. That's funny. Get a little iced coffee here out of my Starbucks 24-ounce blue... What do you call these? Blue mug... Iced coffee mug cup. Mm -mm -mm. Very, very good. Okay. I think I should read a few quotes from Truth For Writing. Let's hop back over the book. Here's one. Okay. Hard writing makes easy reading. Wallace Stegner. You've got to be a good date for the reader. (laughs) Kurt Vonnegut. Which one did Kurt Vonnegut write? Did he write, uh, it was Orwell wrote 1984. Who wrote Catcher in the Rye? Oh, I can't remember that one. Kurt Vonnegut wrote Brave New World. I think Vonnegut might have written that. See, I should know this. I should should know all this literature history. (laughs) Okay. Life is the most productive part of a writer's life. James Norman Hill. Hall. Hall. That's a good one. If art doesn't make us better, then what on earth is it for? Alice Walker. All my best thoughts were stolen by the ancients. Ralpho Waldo Emerson. Writing is the only profession where no one considers you ridiculous if you earn no money. Jules Renard. <laughs> That's hilarious. That's like the best one. <laughs> That's funny. I wonder if Jules Renard is a man or a woman. You know, like Jules, that's kind of J-U-L-E-S. That's kind of a, that could go either way, right? Okay, so Grumpy Cat. Was that, oh, was that one based on the meme? You know, the Grumpy Cat meme? I wonder if that whole movie was based on that. If it was, that's kind of disappointing. Okay, here we go. Excuse me. Coffee makes... Coffee makes me burp. Okay, so 2009 to 2015. This is the big one. This is the one you know her for. Parks and Rec. She plays April Ludgate. Guess how many episodes? Guess, guess, guess. Wherever you are, even if you're walking through a park right now, just yell it out. If you're in the grocery store in the frozen food section, yell it out. Tell someone, a star is born. No. 125 episodes. Holy cow. That's a, that's a lot of episodes. Oh, man. Parks and Rec. Where do I begin? I've already talked about this show a lot, but I just want to say it again. If you don't know it, if you love comedies, if you love sitcoms, if you like TV shows, if you like Netflix, it's Parks and Rec's on Netflix. Add your cheer cue. It's a show for you. 2015, Addicted. She's in a movie called Addicted to Fresno. She plays Kelly. That sounds interesting. I'm going to go ahead and click on it. They they hooked me with the title. So this calls... Um, this calls for... This calls for... Let's see. 
follows the lives of two codependent sisters who work as hotel maids in Fresno. Oh my gosh, that sounds super fun. And it's Judy Greer and Natasha Leone. Judy Greer, what she's in, I believe she's in Jurassic World. Oh man, that's like a that's a franchise I never really got on board with. I was never a big fan of the Jurassic Park whole phenomenon. Like it's okay, but I definitely like the Hunger Games a lot more, and I like Harry Potter more. I like not not a really big Star Wars guy either, though. That's the thing. Yeah, I don't know. Let me know. Throw a Twitter poll up there, maybe. What's the best? Oh, you know my favorite franchise. This is a fun conversation. What's the best movie franchise? Probably my favorite one, Back to the Future. I love Back to the Future. Love that. I don't know what it is. It's the whole time travel thing again. It all comes back to time travel and my obsession with time travel. (laughs) That's what it is. Because, I don't know, something about the second one is just as good when they go to 2015, when they go in the future. And there's hoverboards and stuff and the Pepsi and... Oh, that's a great, great movie franchise. If you haven't seen Back to Future movies, check them out. The third one's a Western. It's a cowboy movie. So if you like that, then you'll you'll enjoy the third one. But the first one's just classic time travel 30 years in the past. Like, that's the kind of time travel I'm talking about. I'm talking about 30 years. Like, can you believe that 30 years ago was 1989? What? It was almost the end of the 80s. So we'd be going back to 1989 if we were at the DeLorean and got up to, had the roads to get up to 88 miles an hour. Gosh, uh, if you have not seen Back to the Future, man, I'm giving you guys, I know I'm giving you guys a lot of homework, but it's because I love you guys, you know? And I want you to, that's like one of the main things I want to do with this podcast was spread just like spread the word about good media, like good movies, good TV shows, like things I like to listen to, things I like to watch, things I like to read. I just want to recommend things because I think if you're a good curator of of these types of things, then that's a it's a reflection of your taste. And I think you can trust you can trust me a little more, you know? Like if someone gives you good recommendations, then you can trust that person. <laughs> I don't know why, but it just seems like it, right? So 2015, she's also in the Driftless area. She plays Jean. 2014 to 15, she's in Welcome to Sweden. She plays Aubrey Plaza. I've actually seen that show. I remember that show. It's Amy Poehler's brother. Did you know that Amy Poehler has a brother? I'm going to click on I don't. I think it's Greg, right? Is it Greg? Let me check here real quick. Yep, Greg Puller. Yep. And then Josephine. Oh, man. Josephine was just born Bush. Born Bush. Yeah, this is a great show. I'll read you what the... Man, I'm distracted right now because I got to go bathroom. So let's leave that cliffhanger right there. I'm going to go to the bathroom. And when I come back, I'll tell you about Welcome to Sweden. A million bucks. Feel like a million bucks. How was your break? Were you productive? Did you get started on your taxes? 
what are you using TurboTax maybe if you want to sponsor the show TurboTax hit me up on Twitter ChrisTheAuthor8 or Instagram ChrisArneson8 but we, like we left you on the cliffhanger the old Sweden cliffs are there cliffs in Sweden I wonder if there are seems like there would be cliffs in Sweden for sure but not the type of cliffs that you dive off of, like, like not like Mexican cliffs, like, those are cliff diving cliffs, right? So, welcome to Sweden. <laughs> the New York, New York City accountant, Bruce, moves to Sweden after falling in love with a Swedish girl. That's like the most basic synopsis of all time. <laughs> what? I was expecting way more in depth, but I guess that's what you get. When you use IMDb, IMDb isn't, they don't always hit out of the park, okay? Sometimes you're going to ground out to second. So 2015, she's in a TV series called, oh man, I usually don't swear. This is, this is not an explicit podcast. So I'll just say cool shit, weird shit. And 2015 TV series, Golan the Insatiable. She plays Dylan Beekler. Dylan's a cool. That's like another. Dylan's a cool girl name. But that's a that's not a interesting sounding show, right? What does so insatiable means like you're always hungry, right? It means you can't feed your hunger. So and Golan's a weird name too. Like is that a name Golan? I'm gonna go ahead and read a quote. Hey, it's another from Jules Renard from uh, The Truth About Writing. Style is to forget all styles. It's one of those classic paradox quotes. Uh, let's do another here. Hey, J.K. Rowling, speaking of Harry Potter, speak of the devil. Writing and cafes are strong, <laughs> strongly linked in my brain. That's a good one. A lot of people like to write at cafes or a lot of people write in coffee shops or Starbucks. I definitely written in Starbucks before, like I talked about, spent a lot of time in the Starbucks, right, kind of right next to the La Brea Tar Pits, that's where I was, that's where I was at when I was in LA, I talked about it on what ep- the Brody Stevens episode, so go, go back to episode three of A Star is Born if you want to listen to me talk about moving to Southern California for a little bit. I was right next to the La Brea Tar Pits. So that's pretty much where that Starbucks was. Let me go ahead and read another quote here. To write is human. To edit is divine. Stephen King. I have never read a Stephen King book. Not even It. I saw It in theater, so. It's a good movie. I like like horror movies. I mean, I don't know if it's my favorite genre. I think comedy is probably my favorite genre movie, but... Horror movie might be second. You can't use up creativity. The more you use, the more you have. Maya Angelou. Everyone knows Maya Angelou. Write in a way that scares you a little. Holly Girth. (laughs) That's a good one. Write to scare yourself. Okay. Back to Aubrey Plaza. Let's see if we have any... I'm going to (laughs) check my old trusty uh, cactus notepad right now. Um, oh, that's something we can do. So right now, instead of talking about 2016's uh, Dirty Grandpa, which Aubrey Plaza starred in, I'm going to go ahead and pull up 
oh man, this is good pod. Listen to me pull up. Uh, I'm Googling. I'm not Binging. Do you, do you use Bing? Does does Ask Jeeves even exist anymore? There's a little something called Twitter, and it's taking a while to load. So here we go. Aubrey Plaza, go ahead and follow her at Evil Hag. She has 1.8 million followers. What? 1.8 million. I'm going to read a tweet by her. She does mostly retweets, it looks like. Let's see. Scrolling through Aubrey Plaza's Twitter. Oh, here we go. There's a Fandango tweet, and she says, You'll have to see for yourself Fandangi on Friday in theaters. Winky face. With winky tongue face. Fandangi. Uh, here, let's do one more. Oh, wow. This is a great... Oh, this is a great one to end on. Because, as you can remember, this is the Delaware episode of A Star is Born. That'd be cool. Maybe each episode... Oh, that just gave me a good idea. You just heard this idea live on the pod. Each episode will be a different state. We'll do a different state theme for each episode. So I'm going to go ahead and write that down on the old cactus notebook. There we go. I wrote down state. So I'll, I'll remember that each episode will do a different state theme. And this week, this week's episode is Delaware. Um, so here it is. She says... Oh, wow, it's like political. But She says, hey, Delaware, voting is cool. Vote for... And then she says who to vote for. I'm not even going to say who it is. Some We don't need to talk politics here. Um, yeah, so her Twitter's very promotional. She doesn't do any cool tweets, it looks like. Nothing personal. Just just a bunch of promotional... You know, you know when people get... When celebrities get too many followers on Twitter and then they stop doing funny tweets and they start just doing like... Yeah, like promotional kind of stuff. Like, do they just do videos and, but not videos that they made. They just tweet other people's videos that they made. So this is the Delaware episode. Let's decide. All right, let's just go back in time right now and decide what the first episodes were. So episode one, Will Ferrell, we'll make that the California episode because he's a USC dude. He's from California, so that's a California episode. Second one, Mark Wahlberg. That's the obviously Massachusetts. Boston. Hey, I'm in my car. How you doing? How you guys doing? You doing good? Um, so second episode, Mark Wahlberg's Boston. It's Massachusetts. Third, Brody Brody Stevens. You got it. Yes. Brody Stevens, 818 till I die. Uh, that is Arizona because he went to Arizona State and pitched there. R.I.P. Brody Stevens. And... Number four, Paul Rudd, and that one's going to be Missouri because he's from not Kansas City, Kansas. He's from Kansas City, Missouri, which I think that's I think that's the one that Gina Grad is from and Jeremiah Watkins. Gina Grad, the news girl for Adam Carolla's show, and then Jeremiah Watkins, the comedian, uh, member of the Kill Tony band. I talked about all this. Come on, do your homework. All right, let's get back to Aubrey Plaza's IMDb. Just like I said, Dirty Grandpa. She plays Lenore. Wow, that's a super old-fashioned name. L-E-N-O-R-E. Lenore. You do not hear that name very often. 
Uh, I didn't see Dirty Grandpa, the the one with that has a uh, Robert De Niro and Zac Efron too. It honestly looked really terrible. <laughs> if we're gonna be honest, and that's the theme of a Star Wars Born, you gotta be honest. So we gotta gotta be honest and just say Dirty Grandpa didn't look good. It, maybe it is a good movie. Maybe it is. Twenty sixteen. She's in Joshy. She plays Jen. Joshy, I think. Oh yes, that's Thomas Milditch. Uh, you know Thomas Milditch from those commercials, the Verizon commercials. He right? Is it is it Verizon? The one where he like walks around and talks to people in real life situations, like people they're like at coffee shops and stuff, and walking their dogs, and, and he like looks at the camera and he's kind of like quirky and weird and. You know the commercials I'm talking about. He also stars in Silicon Valley, if you watch that TV show. I think it's an HBO show. If you get the old HBO Go, or if you find a friend who has HBO Go and steal their information, don't even steal it, just ask them. They'll give it to you. So I'm going to read what Joshi's all about. After his engagement suddenly ends, Joshi and a few of his friends decide to take advantage of of what was supposed to be his bachelor party in Ojai, California. Where's Ojai? I think, if I'm not mistaken, I think Ojai is north of LA. Maybe it's definitely inland, but I'm, I might be completely wrong. Don't take my word for it. I think it's, I think it's like a vacation destination, though, for sure, like a tourist destination in California. That's for dang sure. Definitely heard of it. Might be for rich people. Kind of like a Palm Springs situation, I think. But In their attempt to help Joshi deal with the recent turn of events, the guys turn the gateway into a raucous... Raucious? Is that how you say this word? Raucous? Raucous? Raucious. R-A-U-C-O-U-S. Raucious. Weekend with filled with drugs, booze, debauchery, and hot tubs. Hot tub time machine. Comes back. Everything comes back to time travel on a Star is Born. Debauchery is a fun. That's a that's a cool word. Debauchery. <laughs> uh, Twenty sixteen. SpongeBob. SpongeBob SquarePants. SpongeBob SquarePants. SpongeBob SquarePants. Nocturna. Is that show still going on? That's like another thing. That's another thing about The Simpsons. That's insane. Is that show has been going on for for darn over 30 years. That's crazy. But it's a cartoon though. So it's a little different than a live action show. Like, you know, like Seinfeld or Friends would never go on for 30 years. Because then the characters start looking completely different. But, but The Simpsons can go on 30 years though. It's just very impressive. But Spongebob's been going on for a long time too though I definitely had a lot of Spongebob DVDs growing up too But I wasn't as big of a fan of Spongebob as I was The Simpsons That's for sure Because just not as edgy Like I just liked how edgy The Simpsons was Even though there's so many jokes that they told Probably half the jokes went right over my head Like I probably didn't even get them Because they were just like adult references that Talking about things I'd even like Gilgan's Island or something, something I didn't even know what it was as a kid, or still don't really even know. So let's back to Aubrey Plaza, 2016. 
TV series, Great Minds with Dan Harmon. Just listen to a Dan Harmon episode of Jay Lawson's podcast, Throughline. Jay Lawson. That's Throughline. Uh, she plays, Mary, this is a hard name, Mary Wollstonecraft. Wollstonecraft. Okay? 2015 2016 Castle. We all know Castle. Nathan Fillion. Uh, TV show on what USA characters welcome. She plays Lucy for four episodes. But yeah, USA's characters welcome. Yeah, and then TNT is. We already talked about this. Uh, TBS is very funny. We think that FX is probably fearless. We don't know what Comedy Central should be. I think Comedy Central should be super funny though. But what was TNT drama? Isn't one of them drama like? We like, we love drama or something. I think that's what TNT is. Castle's just one of those shows, like, like a burn notice type of show. Like, it looks like a commercial. The whole the whole show looks like a commercial. It's just or a documentary maybe or like an ad for like The Gap or something. Now American Eagle, <laughs> American Apparel. I don't know. Burn notice is such a. I think it's just all style, no substance. That's why I always gathered from those kinds of shows. But some people love them, though. So, what am I, who am I to say? 2016, Mike and Dave need wedding dates. Tatiana. That movie was in theaters when I worked at AMC Movie Theater in Woodenville. But I didn't see it. That was, for some reason, I did not even go to that one. It went right over my, right past my radar. 2013 to 2016, she's in Drunk History. I've already talked a lot about Drunk History, explained what that is. One of my, God, that's a great, funny show. That's a hilarious show. Aaron Burr and Sacagawea for two episodes. Um, I'm going to go ahead and read a couple more, couple more tweets. Not even tweets. These are actual quotes from The Truth About Writing. Try again, fail again, fail better. Samuel Beckett. When in doubt, have a man come through the door with a gun in his hand. Raymond Chandler. That's funny. <laughs> That's dark. Uh, oh, this was one I liked. Regard yourself as a small corporation of one. Take yourself on. Take yourself off on team building exercises. Long walks. Parentheses. Long walks. Hold a Christmas party every year at which you stand in the corner of your writing room shouting very loudly to yourself while drinking a bottle of wine. Will self. (laughs) Don't you think that's funny? I think that's that's right in my kind of humor. And the guy's name is Will Self and he talked about holding a Christmas party for yourself. Um, I can't write five words, but that I can change seven. Dorothy Parker don't really understand that one let's do one more here scroll 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 my prescription for writer's block write badly bad writing is easy and it must be popular there's so much of it pj o'rourke pj sounds like he's kind of jaded 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 aerosmith Who's your favorite band? Man, I don't really have a favorite band anymore. I used to always have one. Like I talked about, 
it was Weezer for a while. It was Death Cat for Cutie for a while. Used to like Green Day a lot. Wake me up when September ends. Summer has come and passed. The innocent can never ask. Wake me up when September ends. Gosh, the drums on that on that song, I'll wake me up when September ends. When the drums come in and they just start banging in the background. That's so that song just picks up. That's I love that's my favorite part of that song. It's when that part when they when they pick up. I don't know what it's called. I'm not a music person, but I was also a big fan of Coldplay. Always a big fan of Coldplay. But I have not heard any of their new stuff. Or I don't even know if they still have new stuff. Uh, another one, Kings of Leon. Uh, love Kings of Leon. Saw them at the Gorge, in which is a... For those of you not in Washington State, it's a giant amphitheater, outdoor amphitheater in the middle of the state. It's in a place called George Washington. That's right, you heard me correct. There's a town called George Washington. That's pretty funny, right? The whole town is a joke. <laughs> but the gorge is this giant amphitheater in the middle of the state, in the middle of nowhere. And it probably seats like 20,000 people or something. And it's the biggest outdoor amphitheater in Washington. It's a great concert venue. But the Kings Leon concert was the first time I ever went there. So that was really cool. And that was in August of 2017. So not too long ago. Seems like it just happened though. So, speaking of 2017, The Little Hours. Aubrey Plaza stars as Fernanda. I just watched this movie on Netflix, actually. Yeah, you heard me. Netflix. Throw it on the Netflix queue. Okay? It was pretty good. It's about... I think it's three... It's Aubrey Plaza, Kate Micucci from... Kate Micucci from uh, Garfunkel and Oates. Which, if you don't know Garfunkel and Oates... It's Kate Micucci and Ricky Lindholm comedy duo band hilarious they're like stand-up comics and they also they make music they do songs super funny they also had a tv show and then allison brie is the other main person and allison brie you know her from community and glow oh that's something on netflix this great great show glow it's the one about 1980s uh, woman wrestling very, very exciting. Very, just a fun show. Like a funny. It's funny. Mark Maron's in it. Speak of Mark Maron. Great show. Uh, so in the Middle Ages, a young servant fleeing from his master takes refuge at a convent full of emotionally unstable nuns. Introduces a deaf mute man. He must fight to hold the cover, hold his cover, as the nuns try to resist temptation. And that dude is Dave Franco from, from uh, what's it called? Mike and Dave. Mike and Dave need wedding dates. Um, yeah, this was a good movie. It's, it's a good plot and pretty funny. I mean, I don't know, it's kind of indie. Very 
which I like indie movies. Like, I like the small budget movies. I'm not about the big superhero popcorn movies. Like I've talked about. You already know by now. I've already said it enough. I want to beat a dead horse's head or whatever. Beat a dead horse. Sounds cruel. 2017. Ingrid Goes West. Ingrid Goes West. I've heard about it. She plays Ingrid Thorburn. Um, I'm going to read a quote. Cut out all those exclamation points. An exclamation point is like laughing at your own joke. F. Scott Fitzgerald said that. Uh, the Great Gatsby dude. You know The Great Gatsby. I talked about it. What was that? That was last episode, right? Was Paul Rudd in The Great Gatsby? Is that what I was... See, it's all... Yeah, it was Paul Rudd in Great Gatsby, right? Good movie. Good movie. Um, and so anyway... <laughs> this is... You're listening to a man slowly lose his mind right now. <laughs> no, I'm... Just had a lot of coffee, I guess. It's just... My mind's going a mile a minute. I'm Vin Diesel in Fast and Furious. Quarter mile a minute over here. Mm-mm. Mm. Sorry for that dead air. I'm taking another sip of some sweet iced coffee. Which isn't even... It's more like lukewarm coffee right now, though. So, anyway. Ingrid Goes West. An unhinged social media stalker moves to L.A., and insinuates herself into the life of an Instagram star. Insinuate. good A good word. There's definitely going to be more movies like this. More, more movies based on uh, social media stars and YouTube stars. And that kind of weird plot line. Which I don't really understand. I've never, I've never been a fan of any YouTube. Like YouTube-y stuff. Like, I guess the only thing I've ever really watched on YouTube is Getting Dug With High. But that's a podcast, though. That's I could listen to that. I originally listened to it on my phone. So, it's not something you have to watch. It's not like a YouTube thing. But, I don't know. Like, personally, I never... I sound like old man Arneson over here. Excuse me. But I never understood the obsession with YouTube stars. Like... They, I think they just, they just do crazy stuff in real life, just, to, just to be famous on the internet. That's like the weirdest concept. If you really boil down to its core, if you really think about that, isn't that weird that, like, they treat people like, like inhuman kind of, like, what's that one? Oh, I don't even want. Is it Jake Paul? Is that that kid who did who got in trouble? <laughs> Did he, he got in trouble for doing some, I think he did like a fake hanging or something in like China, like some really like weird stuff, but just not good. Like that's the kind of stuff that YouTubers do though. Like I don't want to give them all, like I'm not lumping all YouTubers into like one, you know what I mean? Like you don't judge everyone just, just cause they're a YouTuber, but I'm saying a lot of them, <laughs> I sound like such an old man over here. A lot of these YouTubers, these YouTubers are ruining communities. No, I mean, that's just my my two cents about that. I mean, I just never watched it, personally. I never, what's a good YouTube show? Like, like what would you watch if you're going to watch a YouTube show? I, I have no idea where I would even start. 
New idea. Okay. 2016, 2017, Criminal Minds TV show. Plays Cat Adams. 2017 TV show, Easy. That's a Netflix show. That's a Netflix original right there. She plays Lindsay. I've never, I mean, I never saw Easy. But I've definitely seen it when I'm scrolling through the Netflix for show. 2018. This looks interesting. I'm going to click on it. An Evening with Beverly Luff Lynn. So, it's a comedy crime. I like the comedy crimes. That's a good genre. Like, I'm a big fan of the heist genre. I definitely want to write a heist book. That's, like, definitely a professional goal of mine for sure. I've thought about that before. And I've thought about it, and I've actually actually think I know what I'm going to write the book about. And I'm just going to go ahead and say it right now. It is going to be a bunch of mall Santas that they band together to rob the mall. That's <laughs> So it's going to be like a heist movie with a bunch of mall Santas. And that's, what's, that's going to be the plot of that. I mean, I haven't really gone any further. I have. It's very blueprint, very... Very rough draft, if you will. But that's what I got so far. So, I don't know. I mean, the heist genre, the crime genre. I like it when crime movies are funny. It's always great. Like, an example of a funny crime movie, which you might not even think of it as a crime movie, Pineapple Express. It's a. It's definitely a comedy, but it's also a crime movie. And it's hilarious. If you haven't seen it, watch it. I'm sure we'll do a Seth Rogen we will definitely do a Seth Rogen, A Star is Born episode. That's for dang sure. So we'll talk about Pineapple Express. We might even do a James Franco episode. Who knows? We might even do a James Franco, Dave Franco combo episode. That sounds like a good idea. Just like I said, I'm going to do the, um, what are the names? Jake and Maggie. Jake and Maggie Gyllenhaal episode. A Gyllenhaal episode. We'll do a Gyllenhaal app. We'll do a Franco app. Uh, we'll do a Hanks app or Tom and Colin. Uh, what's another one? Oh, we can do, ah, I was going to say Charlie Sheen and Emilio Estevez. Did you know they're brothers? You got, I'm sure you knew that, but they haven't been in enough stuff that I really know. Like they've been in breakfast club for Emilio and then Charlie has been in two and a half men, obviously. And anger management. Uh, I never got into. I mean, Two and a Half Men was always just like a lesser How I Met Your Mother. That's how I looked at it. <laughs> like I always loved How I Met Your Mother. That's for sure. But Two and a Half Men. Like, I mean, I might watch a rerun of it if if I'm if the remote's on the other side of the room and I'm laying down on the couch and really comfy. But I'm not going to change the channel to Two and a Half Men or ever like buy a DVD box set of it. That's for sure. Who else can we do a brother-sister episode? Can't, Will and Jaden. <laughs> Could do father-son Will Jaden. Oh, Kevin James and Gary Valentine. Gary Valentine from... that's his. Did you know that he's his brother? He's Kevin James's brother? He's a star of King of Queens. If you ever... If you ever watched the old King of Queens Kevin James show, I'm sure you did. It's actually an underrated sitcom. Let me take a little sip of Wawa. Mm -mm 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 -mm. 
yeah, King of Queens. Um, Kevin James plays like a UPS driver in New York City, in Queens. And hilarity ensues. And his brother Gary Valentine's in it. And Patton Oswalt, too. The hilarious Patton Oswalt. Um, let's get back to enough of that ranting. And let's get back to the action. Oh, we could also do an episode. There we go. We could do an episode with all the Baldwin brothers. <laughs> there we go. We'll do we'll do a Baldwin brother episode, that's for sure. Okay. I'll read you about um Oh yes, I haven't read you about what an evening with Beverly Lufflin is. First let's see who stars in it. Aubrey Plaza, Jermaine Clement from What We Do in the Shadows, the New Zealand. The New Zealand Dach. I heard that movie was super good and it's definitely on my list of movies I would love to watch, that's for sure. Emile Hirsch from uh what's it called? The Prince Avalanche Paul Rudd movie that we talked about yesterday. The uh the Paul Rudd movie where there are construction workers who are painting the street the street lines in the middle of nowhere. <laughs> that's super the mumblecore one. Then we got uh, Craig Robinson from The Office fame and Pineapple Express fame and a bunch of movies. Uh, Matt Berry, never heard of him. Zach Cherry, Matt Berry not, and Zach Cherry. Maria Bamford, She's, she, does she have a TV show? Okay, so a bunch of people in this we know. And let's see what it's all about. It's a comedy crime. Lul- Lulu's Dangers unsatisfying marriage takes a turn for the worse when a mysterious man from the past comes to town to perform an event called an evening with beverly luffland for one magical night only okay that sounds pretty interesting i wonder who the mysterious man is huh mysterious okay (laughs) 2017 to 2019 she was in the tv show called legion she plays Lenny Busker. Is Lenny a girl name too? She's in a TV short called The Cold Open. She plays Aubrey. She plays Aubrey in a lot of stuff. She plays herself in a lot of stuff. Then she's the voice of Brain in The Ark and the Aardvark. Some cartoon. Alright, and here's the final credit. Wow, I can't believe we're already... Now, we're already to Aubrey Plaza's final credit. I'm going to delay that. We can't do that. we got to leave it with a cliffhanger. I'll read you a couple more quotes here. Just turned the light on in my room because it was getting kind of dark. Here we go. Get it down. Bumble it through. Tell the story. When you have 50 or 100 pages type, you've got something to work with. Mary Higgins Clark. That's a good one. I like that. That sounds, that's very motivational. I think it's good for a writer to think he's dying. He works harder. (laughs) Tennessee Williams. Wow. What a great name. Tennessee. I would love if my name was Tennessee. That's an awesome name. I like that. Or like Memphis. Memphis would be a cool name too. Best advice on writing I've ever received. Finish. Peter Mayle. Now, I don't know if I already talked about... I can't remember if I talked about Peter Mayle yet. But he wrote a few books. I think I did. I think I have mentioned him. Maybe it was episode one with Will Ferrell. But P. 
Peter Mayle wrote a few books about his travels to Italy, about him living in Italy. And that just really inspired me. Like I read like a couple of them. So check those out if you're interested in travel books about Italy. That's that's something I would love to do too, like a goal of mine. I think I may have mentioned that as well. But I want to live in a foreign country, some like Italy. Italy would be ideal because I love pizza too. Like I'm not going to narrow down their whole society to pizza, but that's a good reason to go there for sure. Because I would just try every single place's slice of pizza. I would try everywhere. But I would live in Italy for sure and definitely write about it. I'd love to live in Spain or Greece. Have you seen those pictures of, I don't know the name of the town in Greece, but it's right on the water and there's all those white roofs and like blue, like blue domes and white roofs and it's just like this bubble of a little hillside of a town, a little bubble of a town just right on the water and it's beautiful. Oh my gosh, I just want to go there and just lay on a hammock and watch the sunset and <laughs> drink like a Mai Tai or something. What's in a Mai Tai? I don't know. Uh, writers seem to me to be people who need to retire from social life and do a lot of thinking about what's happened, almost to calm themselves. Helen Garner. <laughs> That's funny. <laughs> She's saying like writers came and handle the stress of i that's a big part about my writing process i consider going out and having experiences and doing fun cool things that making memories taking risks doing crazy stuff that's like the kind of stuff like that makes my writing like i just consider it typing when i'm just when i'm just putting my putting the words on paper that's just typing but I'm writing when I'm living, when I'm having experiences and doing crazy stuff. And it doesn't have to be crazy, but just doing stuff out of the ordinary, just not every day, just making making days special, you know? That's what that's what writing is really all about for me. Well I don't know. What's writing about for you? Are you a writer? You should be, honestly. I think everyone should I think it's healthy for everyone to write and to keep like a journal. And have a place where they can put their thoughts down. I think that's like a super healthy therapeutic way for people to to decompress and to to really like sort through their minds and just to I don't know just to sort through your brain, sort through your thoughts. Like I don't know how pe- some people I don't know how you could live without having a place to express yourself or at least just write down your thoughts. Like you don't have to share it with anyone. It could just be for yourself. But I think it just makes way. It just makes way for new thoughts, new ideas. At least that's my opinion, my humble opinion. Here we go. Don't, don't tell me the moon is shining. Show me the glint on the glass. Show me the glint of the light on the broken glass. Anton Chekhov. Name sounds familiar. Don't put anything in the story that does not reveal character or advance the action. Kurt Vonnegut. Don't rush or force the ending of a story or the book. All you have to know is the next scene. Chuck Palhunik. Huh. Very good. Very good. I always love just reading quotes. Like, that's always been something that's interested me. Like, I don't know what it is. I think it just gives a good slice into someone's psyche. A good good dive into someone's 
process someone's mind is a quote because it's polished and it seems finalized and it seems well crafted and like they thought about what they're gonna say that's i don't know i've just i've always found that i like quotes <laughs> that's just i like quotes and lists i love making lists i like reading quotes didn't say i love reading quotes i love making lists like quotes okay so that's that <laughs> in case you were wondering how i feel about those two things um all right i think we've we've saved it long enough let's let's reveal what aubrey plaza's final credit on her imdb page well at least final for for now hopefully she has more stuff coming out soon it's 2019 child's play a horror movie a mother gives birth a mother gives her son a toy doll for his birthday unaware of its more sinister nature huh okay when's this come out we'll see when it comes out it comes out june 21st and aubrey, aubrey plaza's the star okay i don't even recognize any of the other names so look forward to that and oh my gosh i cannot believe we just made it through Aubrey Plaza's entire IMDb page. We did it, guys. I'm looking through my cactus notepad right now. I'm looking over at my unplugged microwave sitting in the corner with a few t-shirts on top of it and a photo and some books in front of it. Just want to give you an update on the old microwave. Y'all starfishes. The starfishes. Do you guys like... Let me know if you like the title, The Starfishes. Or let me know if you want to be called something else. Tweet me. Um, hit me up on Instagram. Um, I'm excited about the whole state thing. That's that's really fun. That's going to be a fun uh, new thing for the pod. For the old A Star's Born pod. And now I'm going to do the... Um, I'm going to go ahead and do our top three. And bottom three. So top three. We'll go Parks and Rec for sure. We'll go... What was that one called? The Little Hours. And then we'll go Drunk History. Because I love the Drunk History. And bottom three, let's go... Um, let's go ahead and go... Failure. Just because it's called Failure. Charlie Countryman. The one with Shia LaBeouf. Just because he's crazy now. And he's... I mean, not that he's... He's just not in anything good anymore, it seems like. And then we'll go... Um, what else should we, what should I go for? Oh, 10 years. We'll go 10 years for the other bottom three, just because I have no idea what that is. So that's her bottom three and her top three we got. Check, check, check. I'll do my plugs again. Hit you with the plugs. Go ahead and check my books out on Amazon. Uh, my first book is called Sponge Cake, a mostly made up story about a completely insane town. You can get it on Kindle for two ninety nine as well, or Amazon. Uh, you can, I mean, you get it on Kindle through Amazon. Okay, okay, okay. And then <laughs> my other book is What's in the Fridge, and the first one, Sponge Cake. Yep, I, like I said before, it's fiction, novel, adventure novel. Second one, What's in the Fridge, inspirational, spiritual, some pop culture, short stories, that kind of stuff. Lists, obviously, love the lists. So check those books out. Get those on Amazon. Go to my blog, thegoat1.blogspot.com. Check me out on Twitter. Give me a follow at ChrisTheAuthor8. Follow me on Instagram at ChrisArneson8. 
and go to my website, chrisstheauthor.com. And I cannot believe we have made it all the way through this episode. We have done everything we need to do. And I am going to leave you with a great quote from our favorite book, The Truth About Writing. I might have to read some quotes from this book every episode until we do all. We'll see. Here we go. This is a good one to leave you with from the guy who wrote Fahrenheit 451. You fail only if you stop writing. That's a great quote. That's a great quote to leave you with. It's a beautiful day. Too many get away. Beautiful day. Touch me. Take me to that other place. Reach me. I know I'm not a hopeless case. What you don't have, you don't need it now. What you don't have, you don't need. I love you guys. Thank you so much for listening to A Star is Born. Thank you. <laughs> Truly, from the bottom of my heart. Seriously, I'm being serious right now. I really love you guys. If you're listening right now, then you're one of my favorite people on the earth. And tell your friends, tell your family, tell your coworker at the water cooler about A Star is Born. Let them know. Let the good people know. Thank you so much from the bottom of my heart. I love you and ciao.